Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Clutch Conversations. It's your boy Mike. Welcome back on another Thursday. We're back at you one more again. Happy Thursday. I hope everybody's having a great day. Getting ready, getting ready to get turned up for the weekend or doing whatever it is you're doing the weekend. Hope everybody is getting ready to go into a great weekend. I know I'm looking forward to tonight. Been looking forward to this all week. Um, first and foremost, if you're in the chat, go and hit that like button. Hit, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit that notification bell. We come at you every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we always bring in on dope guests, and so you don't want to miss that. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn on that notification bell. We also got the link for our guests in the chat. And speaking of our guests, uh, we got Alan from Crim Della Clutch. It's Crim Della Clutch Exotics. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to my boy. Uh, before we get to that, definitely, if you're in this reptile hobby in any shape, form, or fashion, make sure you're out there supporting both U.S. Arc and U.S. Arc Florida. You don't have to be in Florida to support U.S. Arc Florida, but it's, I promise you it's worth your while to support U.S. Arc Florida. You could just get a free membership and be a member. Membership matters. Numbers matter. So we want to get our membership numbers up as high as possible. Definitely, if you're able to support us financially, definitely support us financially. That's both U.S. ARC and U.S. ARC Florida. The link for both organizations is in the description of this video. Just follow the link in the description of the video. Uh, before we get to the guests, I do want to say what's up to a few people in the chat. The chat is popping, so I want to make sure I holler at y'all real quick. Mecca, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Gage, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. The homie Bosa, what's good, bro? Salute, salute. Appreciate the love and support, bro. Thank you for coming out. YT Vince, thanks for coming out. Dom, thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. Y'all make sure y'all check out that Clutch Conversations promo. We got Dom doing the voiceover on it, and it's dope. So make sure you go check that out if you haven't seen it. Who else we got? Wolf guys, thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. Serpent Eclipse Reptiles, thanks for coming out. Thank y'all for the support. Let me make sure I didn't miss anybody. Kent, what's good, brother? Thank you for coming out. Kent from Craft Brew Morphology, thank you for coming out. So without further ado, hold up, got one more. Cole, what's good? What's good? Eric, what's good, bro? What's good? Thank y'all for coming out. Troy, what's good? Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. I think I got everybody. So without further ado, we're going to bring in our guest. We got Alan from Crim Della Clutch Exotics. What's good, bro? Hey, what's up, brother? Pretty good, man. Just here, hanging out, chilling, looking forward to tonight. Yeah, what's up, everybody yeah. in the chat? Thanks for everybody to come out. I appreciate that, guys. Yes, yes. Thank y'all for the support. Thank y'all for the support. Really appreciate y'all coming out. Y'all got it live in the chat. Really looking forward to this interview. So uh, before we get into the reptiles and all that, give us a little bit of uh, history on your background outside of reptiles. Tell us a little bit about Alan the person. Well, bro, um, not not really too much to tell, man. I, I was born down in Miami. I can't uh, hear you. I don't know. if. Oh, let me see. Hold on a second. Can everybody else can everybody else hear me or, or no? There we go. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, for whatever reason, uh, my Bluetooth disconnected, but we're gonna rock it like this. There we go. All right, all right, cool, man. Well, bro, um, uh, I'm, 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 I was born in Miami, uh, from Cuban descent. My parents came over here from Cuba in 1980, and I was born down in Miami. Uh, like most people that are in Miami, my uh, Spanish is my first language, and then I learned English in school. I've, I've always been into animals so since I was a kid. I used to always get, you know, go to the pet stores and get books on any kind of reptiles I could find. And um, I was always big into dogs and things like that. And just learning about, you know, animals was like always my passion. I never really thought that I would end up uh, breeding ball pythons like at this level or anything like that. I always thought that I would just be in sales my whole life, which this is this is kind of like a sales thing, too. But it's more like 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 to me, it's like a passion first type of thing that just ended up turning into a business. Like when people tell you um, don't like go into business, you got to grow into business. That's really, I feel like that's kind of the way that I did it was without any kind of, um, without any kind of like expectations out of it, it just kind of, kind of became that. But, um, but yeah, man, uh, basically uh, growing up, I grew up in Miami. Then I moved over to a little small town called Clouston where I went to oh, high yeah. school with, uh, with yeah, I heard Clouston. Clouston. Yeah. Yeah. You heard yeah. Of yeah. Bro, Clouston's, like, Clouston's like a little, a little speck of Florida, man. Unless you like know somebody from Clouston, you'll drive through it. You don't even know where that place is, man. <laughs> you'll see like three traffic lights, four traffic lights, and that's it. And uh, yeah, definitely and heard Kike, of it. Man, yeah, yeah. And, and Kike, man, he's always been, bro. He's even I remember him from high school. Always a really good guy, very kind. And then um, I moved back to Clouston after I went to college down in FIU, okay, in Miami. And then that was always my dream too to go to school down in Miami. So then I ended up going to school down there. And then moved back to Clouston, and I had a jewelry store for a little while. Oh, nice! And, and he always promoted my my business, man. He's one of those people, man. And I gotta give, I gotta give uh, Bosa Balls, man, like all the love in the world, man. Because if it wasn't for Fair him, salute. Yeah, bro, for real. Because that dude right there is like, just like organically, naturally, just a good dude, man. Like even before he got into snakes, and even before. Even I got into snakes. He's always been supportive, and even on like a just a personal level, he's always like, like if you want to like anybody like on Facebook that ever needed someone to vote for their kid for like a Halloween costume or to do anything, like you always see him. Like he's always sharing people's stuff. Like that dude is like, like he's always been this way. Like it, it's a just real deal, bro. Yeah, bro. a real deal, hundred percent. Yeah, he really is, man. And um. And I was really glad when he started getting snakes and stuff like that. I really enjoyed the fact that he was getting into the hobby. So I, I, I wish him the best in this. And um, and I know I, all he needs to do is just start producing some snakes. I'm sure that tons of people want to just say they got a Bosa ball. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're, you're from Gainesville, and I and, and I've always loved Gainesville, man, because uh, you know when you leave when you graduate. From Clouston High School, most people they, they go to Santa Fe Community College. I don't know if that's still called Santa Fe yet. Yeah, it's uh, still Santa Fe. It's still Santa Fe. And, yeah. and they go to Santa Fe and they go to they go to Gainesville. I ended up going the other way. I ended up going down south, but I know so many people used to go up there. So that was like the 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 place to go after after high school. And and I mean I have my son now, so I live here in a little small town called LaBelle, which is where his mom lives, and I coach his soccer now. And and I, you know, I spend a lot of time with my son. That's like probably the most important person in my life for sure. So everything I do revolves around him and he's only four. So I don't know about like when he, once he grows up and does his own thing, I might move out of here. Uh, 
I just hate moving, man. I hate like the idea of just packing stuff up and snakes and all that and having to transport them. Like, I, I don't even want to think about that. But that'd be a lot. But I love, but I love Gainesville, man. Like, I love like, what's that area of Gainesville called? Like, right outside of Gainesville, it's like the country. It's like a little like, man. I just had a friend of mine named Bridget. That's you know Bridget from Everglades Exotics. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I don't know her personally, but I, um, I've talked to her like online here and there. I think we're in some of the same patrons, and I always see her logo because it looks like uh, like the Gator logo. Yeah, yeah. So that exactly. caught my eye quick because I'm a, a big time Gator fan. Yeah, I'm Gators. And so that caught my eye quick. I was like, all right, all right. And so that really made me pay attention to uh Yeah, she, her she, moved up, she knew she moved up there not too long ago, like sometime this year. And uh and, Gainesville? It, it, it's like that little town, like right outside of Gainesville. It's like a few miles out, but I forget what it's called, man. It's called the um, Is it Micanopy? With like a W? Was was Oh like, Williston. Williston. Yeah, she moved over to okay. Williston. I didn't realize she was that close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was gonna tell you. She produces some dope stuff. stuff too. Yeah, yeah, dope man. Stuff. Yeah. I, I I forget. Gotta... Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I saw her post something the other day. I'm trying to remember what it was, but I think it was like a double visual or something, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Do you remember what she She, she just, I, I think, I think the last one that I saw, she had saw some sunsets. She proved out. Like, That's what it was. It was the sunsets. Yeah. 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 She had that dope video where, because it was like a pos head sunset, like maybe 50 or 66%. I can't remember. But yeah. she had like a dope reel and she was like scratching out the 66%. And yep. now it was just hit because it proved out that was dope. Yeah, and it was some nice. Yeah, yeah, she got, she got, she has a lot of nice animals, man. The thing is that I think she's a little bit more like on the like a little bit on the shy side. So I got you got to get on her to get on the show, man. But I'm sure she'll do it. Yeah, yeah. People jump on her, but she's got a lot of nice stuff, man. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I'm gonna definitely have to reach out to. Her. I mean, she's right in my backyard. Yeah, yeah, she's right there, man. So and I keep telling her, you know, she bought a house out there with a little bit of land, and that, that's like my dream is right now. I live in the country, but I don't have much, much land. So what I want to do is be able to get at least an acre to two acres so I can have, because I, I mean, I, I grew up like my, my, my family businesses, uh, they had a slaughterhouse. So we always had like, like hogs and goats and cows and chickens and stuff like that. And we, okay. and we killed them for people. We basically saw slaughtered them and, and prepared the meat and stuff for people that would just come by. So, you know, Christmas break, you know, everybody goes back home to like, hang out with the family and all that. But my Christmas breaks all through high school and college were, were working like a dog, man, working on the farm and like, you know, slaughtering goats and stuff like that. Like yeah, they're grinding. Yeah. Grinding man. For real. Like I always helped them out with that, but I want to get to the point. Like, I don't know if you've seen, like, you know, a lot of people don't really follow like goats and, 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 and that kind of market, but they have like registered boar goats that are selling for tens of thousands of dollars a piece. It's like, like it, it dwarfs ball pythons, man. Like you'll see some goats that are just because of the pedigree, they're like twenty to forty thousand dollars a piece. I have actually seen that. Like I don't know a lot about like the actual pedigrees, but I seen like some really nice looking goats. I think I seen like a dapple or something, and I'm probably like butchering that up. But I seen because yeah. it's uh Matthew. I can't remember Matthew last name, but he Matthew breeds Oakley. goats. Oakley. Yeah, Matt Oakley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He breeds some nice goats. And he yeah, he's got beautiful the, goats, man. He does. And yeah. Nice, bro. And like he'd be charging a pretty penny for him. Yeah. So it's so if you like genetics and you like animals at that level, you could have a very small little breeding program in your back, you know, and and for goats. And man, you could you you could do great. So I so my dream, honestly, like recently has been, you know, my ball. I, I do a little bit of real estate. Like I I go into like like tax foreclosures and 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 mortgage foreclosure properties. Like I'll buy like little okay. pieces of land and try to sell that. And it's been okay. going pretty good. Like I, I've taught myself how to do that on just on YouTube. 
Okay. Uh, just learning and watching podcasts and like, like bigger pockets bigger and a pockets, bunch of other yeah. things like that. Yeah, man. There's, yeah. there's so much, there's so much good information on there, man. Like, are you planning on going to BP con? It just, it just passed. Like a, I think it in was San like Diego. Yeah. Years, a couple weeks man, ago. I, I had a, I had a, a trip booked to universal studios with the family and I didn't realize it was the same weekend, but not, I would have gone, but are you uh, planning on going in 2023? Yes, hundred percent. I'm going for sure. Okay, is it always the same cadence, like around the same time as Tinley? Because that's why I ended up not going this year because, like, I had just had too much going on at the same time, like with work, Tinley, and then BPCon was like a few days before Tinley. Is it always around the same cadence? You know what? I don't even know because this year was the first year that I got that I got that I actually found out that Bigger Pockets even existed. Okay, who put you so on BP? I'm not sure, man. I got. Who I put you on next year? Who put you on it? Man, just just looking on YouTube. Like, it's funny because I started, uh, because that's how I learned most about my, about Bob Pythons. Like, watching, you know, Justin's old videos about, you know, how to incubate your eggs, how to assist feed, how to pair animals, like when to pair them. So I learned a lot of stuff on YouTube. So I went and started, like, researching, like, uh, like tax foreclosure. The first thing I did was look up like business credit, like how to build up business credit and how to get your, um, damn, what is that number called? Your, uh, yeah, your number or your yeah, Dunn's number. Would you, would you, would you say that? Dunn's D U N S the, the Dunn's number. Yeah. yeah. I, I learned that, you know, about the website and getting your, your, your Dunn's number and being able to like build the business credit. So from then I started, I, I couldn't tell you how I found it, but I was able to find this channel a few other channels that were talking about like how to buy foreclosures and how to do that kind of thing. So then I started learning about that and then that led me to bigger pockets. And man, I, I just, be, I, I'm addicted to it, man. Like I'll go in there and like most of my week, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Like sometimes I'll even go to bed and I'll just play a video and just like fall asleep, just listening to it. man. <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a lullaby, bro. <laughs> That's, That's what's up. Yeah. We definitely need the link, bro. Um, Because I want to get to BPCon next year. I'm not sure where it's at or even when they're having it, but my plan was to make it there. Um, well, let's do it, year. man. Let's plan so it out so we can go out there. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, we're going to be traveling basically out of the same place, out, out of Florida, so we can link yeah. for the travel and all that, bro. Oh, yeah. We'll do that for sure, bro. Give me, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go up to Gainesville. Or you can come down here. We'll ride out there, man. And it'll be, I I, I think that they, they, they were talking about maybe doing it in Vegas next year oh, nice. because. Nice. They could get like they could get a much bigger location because this one sold out. They were selling tickets for like two, three, four times more than what they originally cost because they sold out and people didn't were be weren't able to get tickets for BPCon this year. So they were selling on the you know on the outside market for 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 more than what they were actually going for. So I'm like, man, you know, if if it and that and that and that that podcast is growing a lot. So if they can have a lot of a lot more tickets, I'm gonna be on that as soon as they come out. Yeah. I'm going to be ready for it. But, yeah, it, it felt like in the same – I don't know if it was the same weekend or, like, right there with, with Tinley, too. So I missed Tinley and I missed BPCon. But I already have yeah. plans with the family, so I'm not going to book anything for next year for that for that time. So I can, I really want to go to Tinley, too. That's another thing that I regret this year is not being able to go to Tinley. Tinley was dope, bro. And BPCon yeah. was, like, the weekend before Tinley. I know that's when a lot of people was traveling, and I think it went into, like, the beginning of the week. And I know a lot of people, like – Went home, had like one day at home, and then hit Tinley. And then hit, oh man. Yeah, yeah. So I might have to take a vacation or something. Bro, just say, just the whole week, man. I'm just going to yeah. leave all the, you know, double up the waters on the rats. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's, that's the thing about shows too. Like when I do a reptile show, like 
I don't say I, I just don't like having anybody come over here. Like when I lived in Clouston, there, my old man would come by and he'd fill up the water, you know, the water things for the for the rats and all that. Because uh -huh. the snakes are chill. Like the snakes can be there a few days and you know, nothing's, nothing's gonna happen to them. But the rodents, they can't run out of water, man. They start running out of water, you start having problems. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I'll just I'll double up the water bottles and and it'll be a good four or five days. Like I went to Puerto Rico this year for a wedding and I doubled up all the water bottles. I was gone for like four days, and everybody was straight when I got back. But I don't think that anything more than a week, there's got to be like some contingencies because if not. You're gonna have some cannibalism. You're gonna have some animals like getting sick, like the rats that don't do well, you know. Especially like with the ASFs. I know oh, yeah, like yeah. the slightest little thing go wrong, and they 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 killing everybody. <laughs> oh, they kill everybody. Look, I love ASFs. Babies, the old ones, it don't matter. Anybody can get it. Everybody, every, yeah, everybody <laughs> can get it, bro. It's true, and you know what's crazy is that I give them extra protein. I give my ASFs like. I give them a cuttlefish bone for calcium to all my rats and all my ASFs. Okay. I give them mealworms and black soldier That's fly what I do. And they still kill each other, man. And they still eat their, I mean, they're good for the most part, but sometimes I go in there and I'm like, why are y'all murdering each other in here? Like, y'all been good for like, like, like three or four months. And all of a sudden. So we've been pretty really fortunate well lately. Like at first, like it was just like, just homicide like like they, they might as well have dropped a rap album to go with it because <laughs> yeah, they were just dude, killing yeah. everybody it was crazy like it was some horror movie type stuff you know what i mean it's, and then we started giving them more protein uh the mealworms we put some hides in there and by and large for the most part we hadn't had any issues but every now and then we'll come in there and just see like a carcass where like, they just they went crazy or they get into like a fight but usually i mean they still get into little fights every now and then and somebody might get banged up but it's not really like them killing everybody and just eating it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it yeah, they'll, they'll just like establish dominance or something. And, and people have told me they do better in larger quantities. But oh, for real? But for some reason, man, like I'll I'll have like a tub. I'll get because I don't like putting them in my in my concrete tubs because the because the mesh on there is like I think I think that mesh is like like a quarter inch. And I don't know the the little the little juveniles, man. If they can get their head through, like they're gone, like they get out. So I gotta put like this tiny thing. It's like a one eighth by one eighth quarter mesh because they can't get out of that. But man, anything that's a little and you're like, how are they getting out of here? And I don't care if you got a tiny little gap on your on your tubs, they find a way out. So every day I'm finding like one or two running around on the floor. So I gotta pick them up, put them somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah, dude, like it's like it's insane. Like I'll, I'll move a bag of food, and you got like six of them hiding under the bag of feed, like under the the Missouri, and they scamper around. And my dog <laughs> will end up killing one or two here or there. So it's just like 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 it's ridiculous, honestly. But that's wild, bro. Yeah. So right I, now, we only got a few colonies. Actually, just expanded to I think five colonies, if I'm not mistaken. We just expanded this week. Um, and we're running them out of the uh, lab tub. At first, it was just to feed a few the eight ASFs exclusively, and then we start like building and building. And so now we're running five colonies. Gonna see how that do. And it's good. That go. But you 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 start you're starting your hashlings on them too. So the hashlings, I'm still uh, outsourcing that. So I'm getting it from a local guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm getting rats for them. 
I like I like having them too because you could you could throw a little rap fuzzies in there, but sometimes they don't really want to mess with them. So then the little ASFs, it's hard for them to turn down like little ASF hoppers. Okay. Okay. So then I so as soon as they eat one on their own, I switch them over to rats. So I like to keep as many ASFs. Okay, so you start them on the ASF and then you switch them over to the rats. Yeah, yeah. I'll switch okay. them over. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, for the most part, I'll give them like two little ASF hoppers because the thing is that the ASFs they have a little bit more bone density. And, and fur, and that, okay. that kind of helps the little babies get started. And, and some babies I hatch out, I mean, I, I, I've hatched out quite a few that are like 80, 90 grams, almost 100 grams, and they'll take, uh, oh, look, what's up, Sean, from Ball Shit, bro. What's good, bro? Not to change the Thanks subject. For coming I, remember, out. I used to listen to this dude when I, when I first, you know, because nobody used to do, like, 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 like a couple of years ago, nobody had podcasts. Yeah, I heard he was the OG of the podcast. I need to check him out. Yeah, bro. I, I I heard all of Sean's uh, boss shit podcast uh, when it was just him, and then Chris Eaton came on. You know, the fat man. He's his shit's hilarious, bro. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. That was the first bro. reptile podcast I started listening to. But when you get a chance, go listen to Sean's old stuff because he interviews a lot of old cats that, like, right now won't even do interviews anymore. Like he he's got um, the founder of Freedom Breeder. He's got. Like okay. Will Banks on there. He's got a bunch of old heads on there, man. That that, okay. that nobody interviews anymore. And uh, and he's funny, man. He's he, he's a funny dude, and I like I like listening to. So I'm glad he's back. Yeah, um, I'm gonna definitely have to go check that out. Yeah, I've been hearing yeah, yeah. nothing but good things. I'm gonna definitely have to go check that out. Yeah, it's it's, it's dope, man. Yeah, I think so Antoine's I, supposed to either he was recently on there, or he's supposed to be on there soon. And I think Reggie either was recently on there and supposed to be on there soon. It's a lot of podcast episodes I got to catch up with. But I definitely want to check it out. So it's definitely on my list. Yeah, for sure, man. It's dope. It's dope. And uh, shout out to the OGs. Yeah, bro, for sure. And and the thing is that the reason why I like the way he interviews too is because not only does he know a lot about like all kinds of snakes and different kinds of reptiles and stuff, he's he was around back then. So he knows like he was at the shows, whatever, before even Brian Barcheck blew up. So so he knows a lot of things about um about like the history of it and he's the type of dude that he just you know he doesn't he, he he talks about it he doesn't have much of a filter so he'll tell you how it is and he'll tell you you know and uh and it's funny man i just sit back and i'm like damn sean i can't believe you throwing shade at all these people <laughs> definitely got to check that out speaking of uh bridget she in the chat tonight too i saw a comment pop up yeah bridget thanks for coming out bridget yeah thank you I, definitely. I, i'm trying I don't, I don't really want to look too much at the chat because then i feel like i'm not paying attention because i'm like i'm like kind of one track a little bit when i do this thing i don't have a lot of experience so i'm like if i don't focus uh, if i don't focus on on what we're talking about i'm just gonna end up like looking at this damn chat and won't be able to that's how know. i was at first too um i um i definitely try to focus on the guests like 100 um i do look at the chats like i used to try to control the chat and talk to the guests but like i quickly saw that that wasn't the move and so like now my wife shout out to my wife too i really appreciate you the car for controlling the chat like so she controlling everything in the background with the chat so shout out to my That's wife the car for being on the ones and twos i love you appreciate you being on the ones and twos and hooking that up for us because it was hard bro like to try to control the chat and then i'm like trying to read it and then the person saying something and then i don't necessarily hear what they said and then i turn around and ask them the same thing they just fucking said to us yeah bro it's, no, it's I, definitely I, I, a life I couldn't, I couldn't do it <laughs> that shit would drive me crazy <laughs> definitely you, got support, man. you got support because having a having a, a, a spouse that supports you i mean i don't know nothing about that because i've since i've had my snakes i've pretty much been single i haven't had anybody like 
like like he, I would say Bosa is like my support, you know. Bosa's the one that 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 looks out for me and does like my Instagram and and he's really good, man. Like as soon as I post something, because I'm old school, like I'll post something on Facebook and and he'll just po- he'll post it on Instagram and he does a bunch of his own posts on Instagram. But that dude right there, bro, he's like my right hand when it comes to this, man. Yeah, he told me he was like, yeah, I, can, I I control the social media, like I do this, I do that. And it's like, dang, yeah, Bosa is a, is a man of many trades and like. He really got the social media thing down, bro. Yeah, yeah, he does, man. He really and does. And the support, really like, does. you combine the two, like, it's just great, bro. No, my Instagram, bro, I, my Instagram always suffered for a long time just because I would have people that, that I would have on there to do it, and sometimes they would post what I post on Facebook. Sometimes they wouldn't post it. So it was very, like, like I think I was, like, around a 1,000 followers for, like, years, man, for, like, two or three years. I wouldn't even go past, like, twelve or 1,300 people. And you know, Facebook doesn't get doesn't get hot like Instagram. Facebook is a lot slower. Not at all. Not at all. And then after Kike came on, bro, like like we he literally got me to two thousand followers in like the first like 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 two months that he was running it because oh wow, he was just on it, bro, on it, on it, and hitting it and stuff. And and I'm all, I'm super appreciative of him, you know, because that dude is 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 he's killer, man. He's killer. Yeah, Facebook don't get traction like IG do. Like I post the exact same post on Facebook and IG, and like IG post might get a hundred likes on Facebook, it might get like four or five. Yeah, but I just want to. I, I definitely want to make sure I'm in as many places as possible. Um, as possible is the key. I've been doing a little bit more on TikTok lately, but I ain't gonna lie, I've been double dipping like with the videos. I might put a different song on it, but I've been doing a little bit more. So Bro, definitely trying to get you, that exposure. Say again. I can't. I, I can't even bring myself to post. On, like I don't even know how to do a video. Like I'm, like I'm sure I can figure it out, but it's just like, I don't know, man. And I love marketing. Like I love like like brand. Like I used to when I went to college, I wanted to be a brand manager. I wanted to be like like the dude that ran like Tide for Procter and Gamble, or I wanted to do something like that. Now, I mean, I have no really no. Now I just brand. I do my own branding, but I, that's what I wanted to do. Was like, man, like a brand manager is actually like a real thing. I was like, that's dope. Like I would like to do that. Like come up with like the, the logos and the colors and the advertisings. I love advertising. Like when I was in school, I did really good in my advertising classes and and things like that. And then when I when you can do it for the snakes, you know, and this these type of businesses is even better. But I just don't when it comes to like being really involved on social media, like I just like posting like funny memes on my personal Facebook <laughs> and 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 really go into the edge, like oh, this is like almost like borderline inappropriate, but it's still fucking funny. So I still want to like I'll, I'll post it. Sometimes I might go overboard, but <laughs> there's stuff I don't post. So I I feel like I do have a certain level of like okay, this is a little bit too much, so I won't post this. But but I just like doing because it's funny. I just like doing that kind of stuff. But when it comes to like social media marketing, it's just not my strong thing, man. I think I was just born a little bit too early for that. Even though Kike was born about the same time I was, but he's just he's good at it. He's a natural. But how how old are you? I'm 37. 42. 42. So we're around. Yeah. Damn. So you're kicking my ass too because you're you're doing TikToks and all that stuff. I'm about the same. (laughs) (laughs) I just post and put a song with it. (laughs) And hit the same hashtag. Let me take this video and then put a song in the background. But bro, I still haven't. I still haven't sat down and said, okay, how am I going to, there's a lot of tracks that I, that I like. And I'm like, like, there's this one bad bunny song. And I was like, Oh, I want to, I want to do like this part of the song on this video. Like, 
I don't know if you've seen the if you heard the one where he's talking about how many girlfriends he has and stuff like that. Nah, I, I heard wanted, that one. I wanted to do that with like my 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 DG clown breeder male. I'm like, oh, you got a lot of girls, and I was gonna record the girls, but it's in my head, and I'm like, I haven't I haven't sat there and figured it out yet, but I might do that now that you I think you're motivating me to do it. Yeah, you gotta get on it, bro. You gotta get on it. Yeah, I think it'll probably be fun, man. I think it'll probably be fun to do it. And just so like, speaking of branding, so talk to us a little bit about your branding. So I love the branding, it's it's real clean. I love the name. So talk to us a little bit about what went into that branding and what inspired that. Thank you, man. Um Honestly, when I was, I, I, I really enjoy coming up with like business names for things. Uh, so to me, coming up with like the business name for the snake stuff, I couldn't tell you how I came up with Creme de la Clutch. I've, I've heard, a lot of people have told me that that's like a really good name that they really like it because it's like a play on words like Creme de la Creme, but then you take out the creme and you, I mean, Creme de la Creme, but you, you put clutch. So it kind of, it kind of works good with that. And then the black and gold, I've always been a big fan of black and gold. I like the way that, that those colors look together. So then I just went on like on Fiverr or Fiverr, however you call that thing. And then I had someone on there. I said, hey, look, uh, I kind of I kind of rough because I'm not a very good artist. So I kind of designed the snake with the egg how I wanted it. I'm like, look, this is the name. This is what I want to like. I go, I, 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 I want to show um, I want to show simplicity, but I also want to show like elegance. And I want to show like, like, like something, like something that people see, they're like, oh man, like I like that. So then the dude came back with like, you know, the black and the, you know, the black and the gold color, which I really enjoyed it. Um, the the actual snake is very clean cut. Like it, it doesn't look, it, it, I kind of say, oh, it might look like a cobra, but it's just almost like, just a, a, like a silhouette with like two fangs wrapped around an egg. So it could almost be like any type of snake, not necessarily, you know, ball pythons or whatever. And I wanted everything to revolve around the same thing. So I think I think the biggest thing that stands out when I do like the shows is like my substrate for the for the for the display cases, like the black uh like the black fake plastic coal, and then the little gold nuggets. Yeah, I, yeah that's I, popping, I, bro. It caught my eye for sure. Thank you, man. And uh, in, in the beginning, they were all they were all high gloss. So what I did was I was taken away from the snakes. So then I went and I painted all the black all the black ones with a matte. Uh, a spray paint like I plastic dipped them black and then I just left the, the gold nuggets shiny so then now it doesn't take away from the animals now you can actually see the snake on the black stuff and people even people that weren't ball python people they come by the shows and they're like hey I don't even like snakes I don't even like ball pythons but 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 you, but your but your display looks sharp like I like the black and gold works well and the substrate just pops and I like to be unique. I don't want to do stuff that everybody else has. Like people have used like black beans, uh, cocoa bedding for their displays, like little mats with the logo. I, I like the little like the little mats with the logos on them. But I feel like like I want to do something different. So I feel like this. I don't haven't seen anybody else do this before. Hopefully nobody else picks it up and does it. But you know, like <laughs> but I, I like the way it looks, and I feel like you know, like my first show I ever did was a Daytona show, and that's the first show I ever vended. So I said, hey. I've been to enough shows to see. I need a good banner. I need a tablecloth. I need some good displays. So I went, and that was when I had my, my pawn shop. So, and I knew I, I wanted to get out of the pawn shop business after like three years in it. It was just taking a lot away from me. Like, like man, like, like emo even emotionally, like people will come in. And I'm not the type of person that, that I can just like shut it off. Like with me, it's like, like business is personal. Like some people will tell you like, 
business is one of the most personal things that you'll ever do because how could you have your word like on a personal basis but then when it comes to business well like you're not the same person like so to me it's like 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 i run my business the way that i want to like like as a person the way that i am so like if i like you in business and i like you i like you in person i'm not gonna like do business with someone that i don't like or respect or or, or someone that's you know like oh we fall out personally but i'm gonna keep doing business with you like to me it's like no if i if, if, if we get if something happens where we're not like personal friends anymore we're not doing business anymore because it just doesn't like i'm not gonna do it you know especially if someone you know they might be like a, you know how you know how some people that they're like good people but they're not I mean, they might be like a good friend to you, but they might be kind of shady in the way that they that they that they deal with their business. I don't yeah. want to deal with people like that. You don't want to deal with that. You don't want no, no parts of that. No, like to me, it's like it's like it's like it's like I'm the way that I am. Like, if, if I can, that's why it's hard for me to have employees and stuff because I try to be like I try to be friends with everybody. So the problem is that you can't really be friends with your employees. You got to have like that. You know what I'm saying? You got to have like yeah. that. Yeah, you yeah. got to maintain that that dynamic, that employee employer dynamic, right? Yeah, but to me, a lot of people like, try to take advantage of that. If you if you oh, try to be a friend, oh man, I have stories. I have stories, man, from from that kind of thing. So to me, it's like another reason why I don't want to grow the business. I mean, I enjoy cleaning my snakes and I enjoy doing my rodents and all that. The only person I would ever hire to do my to to work for me would be like a rodent person at some point. Like gotcha. if, it, if it goes like large scale. I mean, if I, if it doesn't, that I I don't need the headache. But if I can have like a large scale rodent operation and find somebody that can just run my rodents, then I might do that. But I never want to hire anyone to like clean my snakes. To I never want to have like a four table, you know, show and have a bunch of people working at my table. Not not that I don't want to be around people, but I just don't want to like need that to happen because I don't know, man. Like I feel bad, like uh, like 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 being the boss. Like I rather, I'm the type of person that I rather have a part. Like I don't, I don't like partnerships, but I rather like, I rather have someone be my equal in something than me be over them and have to tell them what to do, or then have like those difficult conversations with people because then I feel like it might not be that way because obviously, like I've had you know bosses in my past, and it's like it's not personal, but for some reason, like to me. Everything is so personal that I don't want to like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to tell someone like, hey, you messed up. Like you come late one more time. I got to fire you. Like I don't even want to say that to anybody. So, so for me, it personally, it's hard. And people say, hey, you got to leverage. And especially in the real estate business, like you got to learn how to leverage and grow. And um, yeah, what's that one word called where you like, basically you got to be good at, uh, at, um, yeah, I think it's like a deep. It's uh, you got to be good at like at like giving other people jobs so you don't have to do like some of the delegating. Delegate, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not. I've never been a good delegator, man. Like I, I'm a very hands-on person, and I'm just not good at delegating. Like I've done it in the past, and not to say that I won't at some point maybe try it again in the future, but it's not something that I look forward to. Like as long as I could do it myself, that's fine. Like maybe in the future if I buy like some properties and I do rentals. I might have like a property manager, but I don't feel like I'm delegating. I feel like I'm just, I'm hiring. hiring them to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not their boss. Like they're just, it's like a company that I'm using their services. So it's not like, you know, like they work for me. They just are a, an, indiv an independent company that does those type of things. So I think about 100%. that stuff a lot. Yeah. And it's just for me, it's like that type of thing. But um, 
It can definitely be challenging, like managing people, because like, as you know, folks ain't cookie cutter. So you got to really kind of take like a individualistic approach with every person you're dealing with. Right. And so that in and of itself can be challenging. Right. And so you got to figure out like what makes this person tick because you can go to like person A and you can deal with them one kind of way, but you can go to person B, deal with them the exact same kind of way, but get totally different results. You might even offend person B, you know what I'm saying? So you kind of got to learn what makes folks tick and be able to like adapt to, to that person. That's one of the things that I've learned, like with working with people and like being in like supervisory roles and stuff like that. And delegating was like one of my biggest like challenges really, um, because I'm the same, I'm the kind I'm the same way, you know what I'm saying? Like I like to do, like, I feel like when I'm doing it, you know what I'm saying? I got something tangible that I can point to, something like real, real concrete that says, hey, this got done. And I and I was a part of doing it versus like working with somebody or working through somebody else to, to get them to do it. Like that was so hard for me. I'm getting better at it, but it's definitely challenging, bro. And then just managing people, like you got all kinds of people's dynamics because you're not just dealing with like everything that's going on in your life and the different dynamics at play with that. Like you're dealing with the dynamics of everything that's going on in everybody else's life and all those different things. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's, it opens you up to so much and the bigger your team, then the more exposed to that you are. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's definitely challenging. It can definitely be stressful. Yeah, it is, man. It is. And with and with the palm business, for example, like I always had because it's, it's hard to run a business like that by yourself. So I always had to have somebody there to do something like I, I never gave them more responsibility than first of all, that I thought that they could handle. But then every time I give them a little bit more to do, I felt like somehow like I, I always had to go back and make sure that they were doing everything the right way. And then I said, well, if I'm going to waste my time checking everybody's stuff, I might as well just do it myself. Well do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. It gets, it's frustrating, you know, a hundred percent. Yeah. Definitely then, been there. Yeah, man. So what, 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 what have you, um, like, 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 what, what do you do now for like, for like, for like a living full time? So I am in the finance and accounting field. And so like I manage a finance and accounting team. And so like I manage um, a bunch of different people who do a bunch of different like finance related things in that space. But it's mostly so, like, like like managing like like people's accounts, like like bookkeeping and, and doing the taxes. No, like I, no, so I work for a nonprofit, like a fundraising organization. Oh, cool. And man. so yeah, yeah. And so we raise a, a pretty good bit of money. And so like it's money constantly coming in and different compliance things we gotta deal with, stuff like that. And so it, it can definitely get complicated. And then you're working with high level professionals too. And I, I got a great team personally. And so it, it makes it easy, but it's definitely um, better if you got great people around you. I feel like we got good people around us. But, but that's that's cool, man. When, when I when I first got out of college, I did uh, financial services. I was doing okay. my life insurance license and I did mutual funds. So I did that for a few years, but again, the company was always pushing on you got to recruit it was one of it was you know it was primerica financial services i don't know if you ever heard of primerica yeah 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 there and then now i look back because obviously you're young and naive so you just believe everything that they tell you but they were more focused and and, and man i had a meeting not too long ago because uh my old manager wanted to get because I, I retired my uh kike knows him uh, his name is dan fairchild i mean dude's making like over four hundred thousand dollars a year right now yeah yeah, and all he does is go around and retire people with the FRS, uh, teachers, cops, firefighters, stuff like that. Oh, and FRS, like the Florida yeah, Retirement yeah. System. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, he does that. And he didn't even know how his retirement worked. So basically, make a long story short, like I went in, I started substitute teaching at the at the high school I went to school at. I got him uh, basically informed about what his options were in retirement. And from then he blew up and started doing great. And uh, and I had a and I had a manager call me to do like a like a like a little interview on on Zoom and talk to a bunch of new recruits about what was going on. And the first thing I to, and I told him a little bit about what, what, what you know like a story about how what had happened or how what went on. And then I told him, but before y'all start recruiting all these people, and y'all don't even know what to do yet, I'm telling y'all, get your license, learn your craft. And then recruit people because you're, you're just the blind leading the blind right now. Like you're just recruiting people for your office, but y'all don't know how to even sell a life insurance policy to somebody. So, and man, they cut, they cut me right off, dude. They didn't want me to talk anymore because I told them, I'm going to be real with these people. Like You got to be straight up. Yeah, y'all recruit 200 people a month and you're lucky if like three of them get licensed in a year. And I was like, you know, so yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a fun day. And I tell them, look, man, like, like I'm just telling them the truth. I go, most of these people ain't gonna be around because y'all just recruiting, 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 and recruiting doesn't make you any money. It just adds people to your team. But if yeah. you're not closing deals and they're not closing deals, everybody's gonna quit eventually and say, oh, this this business don't work. And it's actually a great business. They, they do have good products and stuff like that. But their their way of recruiting and training and the way it's formed, like. It just it just isn't it, it isn't it, it doesn't work well. Obviously, people will argue with you that it does and people make a lot of money, but numbers wise, you shouldn't have to recruit a thousand people in one year to have like 10 people get licensed. Like it's not yeah, that's wow. That's wow. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's like you're just throwing shit on the wall and hoping it stick at that point. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what they do. They're like, Well, if the people want it bad enough and they'll stick around long enough, and they learn enough long enough. Yeah, they might they, they might you know make some deals, close some sales, but like I have a feeling like, you know after you know the more time passes by, you become wiser. If you're an you know if you're at least a semi-intelligent person, you learn through life and you become smarter, more aware. And I look back and I'm like, I I wouldn't do I wouldn't do that business now, even if even if I had a salary, like I, even if they pay me a hundred grand a year just to manage part time, like I wouldn't be interested. I have no interest in doing it. But if I were to go back. I would definitely do things very differently. And I know for, you know, if I did it now and I really wanted to, I'd become super successful because I know exactly how to, how to, how to get things done the right way, you know, close. And, and then I would recruit certain people that would be good for the business, not just recruit anybody and just be like, Oh, just sign this thing. It's only 99 bucks, whatever. So it's <laughs> like, you know, so, you, you know, I, you just learn about that stuff. I, I apply a lot of that stuff to the ball Python business too. Like, that's like trying to force someone to buy an animal they can't afford because you just want to sell it to them, but they're not ready for that 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 thousand dollar male because they don't have any females that they can that they can breed them to for like another right. two years. And I have people trying to sell me like I had three I had three young female snakes the first three I ever bought, and I and and, and they were like, dude, they were like I had like a champagne, a leopard, and like a what is it, a jigsaw. And, I, oh, and, and a bumblebee. And okay. uh, and I was raising those girls up. And then I had someone tell me, no, man, you got to buy this. When bananas were like plummeting, man, when bananas were going from like five grand to like 500 bucks like that. And they were like, oh, you got to buy this male. Because by the time those girls get ready, you have this guy here. And I'm like, that's like an adult banana male. I won't be able to breed for two years. That's a horrible, that's, that's horrible advice. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
And and I feel like that happens a lot because people just want to people just want to sell you something and get rid of it and make that money on you. So when I talk to people at the shows, <coughs> and, and 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 anywhere I talk to them about it, I really try because not everybody's gonna buy the high end stuff. But I tell people, look, there's just a certain way of doing this that makes sense, even if you're doing like a lo a lower scale, you know, cheaper animal route, or you're going like higher animal route. Like it's all the same thing. Like you want to buy your females first. They grow them up a little bit so they're like yearlings and buy that hatchling male that goes good with them. And then from then on, you get creative and you either, you know, hold back females and then buy like that powerhouse male every year. You like, because I, I I think Will Moreau says that a lot. Like, hey, he holds back a lot of girls. Like the really good like a lot. Bro, that dude is one of the smartest guys in the whole industry, bro. Like to me, mm -hmm. Will is like, and the way he talks, man, I, I could listen to him all day, bro. Like I could listen to him. Like if he had, if he opened up a church and he had to go every Sunday, I'll go. like I'll listen. I'll be like, you know, like I'll listen to him. Dude is smart, bro. Like for real. And I like it's just like I like listening. Instead of catching the Holy Ghost, you go catch the Desert Ghost. Yo, bro, I like that. I like that, bro. Hell yeah, you go catch the Desert Ghost, bro. And 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 that's it, man. And then and then and and he tells you how it is. And the dude is super smart with that. He's like, hey, look, I I hold back a lot of these females. And I mean, I'm sure he'll probably buy his females too, but I but I know for a fact that if he has like a bunch of good females, he's held back, and that one male becomes available that he needs for like 15, 20 grand or whatever, he's gonna snatch it up because he's already got those girls that are ready for that one male. And it's easier, I think, to buy that one male than to start buying a bunch of girls when you already have an established collection. Yeah. Yeah. That do well and you're holding back all these nice girls. You could go and say, I'm gonna add this piece right here i'm gonna add this piece right here and you might need a female here and there but if you do think if you, if you do your pairings the right way in the beginning you're buying a lot of girls but as time progresses you're going to be buying less girls and you're going to be actually just adding you could probably make those hold back males too but you're going to be adding like those very key pieces like that male that's going to go to those four females and it just works perfect you know yeah yeah. And, and 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 that's how this is a chess game. It's not it's not checkers, it's chess because you know, not that I know how I don't even know how to play chess, but yeah, I don't know how to play chess, but I know it's but, a strategic game. But it's strategic, man. Yeah, because, yeah. I, I want to learn how to play it eventually because I think it's a cool game just to learn how to play. You gotta think a lot. But yeah. when it comes to pairings, I feel like I've done okay with 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 holding back certain animals and saying, Okay, this male right here, that's the perfect male for my collection. Like last year. I traded a super blackhead clown for a pastel DG clown. And yeah, I could have just kept that male and bred them to a bunch of clown females and just cranked out like tons of like, everything would have been a, at least a blackhead clown. I could have made blackhead OD clowns, blackhead cinnamon clowns. And all, all those animals are like, you know, four or five, six thousand dollars. I could have just cranked out. I could have made probably a hundred grand just with that male and like four clown females, like visual combos that I have there. But is that going to progress me for the future? future. It's not exactly. really going to do that. It's just going to make me good money. And yeah, I could, I could hold back that stuff, but if I want to put everything into, cause my, my whole plan for clown is make everything that I have DG clown. Okay. Yeah. So let's jump into that. Let's jump into um, some of your projects and what those goals are. Uh, well, basically, man, when it comes to my clown stuff, I, I, Something inside of me has been telling me sell off all my pides, like because I like pides, but but pides don't like they don't make me feel like a certain type of way. My clowns do. My clowns are like my that's my favorite recessive. And um me too. So, me too. Yeah. 
it was just something about clown, man. So when I first started, I contacted Ralph Davis. This was this was when I first said, like, I made a little bit of money at the shop, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna spend like my first five figure purchase. I called Ralph Davis up, and I'm like, hey, I really want to. This is before anybody even cared about about like a blackhead clown, you know? Like clowns were still like like Justin, a, a bunch of people were working on the clowns, but they still. I would say that pides were actually more popular than clowns when I got when I got this little group of animals. And okay. and I saw I always saw that blackhead clown on Google. I was like, oh Ralph, you know, RDR blackhead clown. I was like, man, that female is like that. I didn't know it was honestly, I didn't even know it was a female back then. I just said, Man, this 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 animal looks freaking badass. Like I love the way that it looks. So let me let me hit him up and see if he's got any for sale. So that I and this was before, because you remember, I don't know if you remember, he got into like a like almost like a little sale where he in like two years he sold off like a ton of animals that he had. He still kept some behind, but there was a time where he would just put like huge lists on his website and people were just coming in. Let me get this. Let me get that. Let me get this. Let me get that. And he sold off a lot of animals. So before that happened, I just said, hey, man, like I'm really interested in getting a blackhead clown. And I don't think anybody, nobody else has even made one yet. And he had that one, that world's first. It was the same animal Then I looked at her. I looked at the picture. I was like, oh, this is the same animal that you I mean you Google like blackhead clown. And when you see the Ralph Davis logo on that picture, that's the girl that I have. That's okay. the first one I ever made. Oh, and nice. Was, yeah, man. I, uh, and, and at the time, obviously now that that female, I mean, is worth a lot more. But at the time, uh, she was like a year and a half old and like 11, 1200 grams. Oh, nice. So she was almost ready to go. She was almost ready, man. And so he told me, I told him, oh, I'm interested in getting that female. And I guess he gave me like, he just threw a, a, a back then, you know, he told me, oh, you know, I'll, I'll sell it to you, but I want $3,000 for her. And I had never spent that kind of money on a snake before. But you know what? I really wanted it. And I said, I'll take it, man. I don't even, I didn't even make him an offer. I just said, all right, I'll take it. And obviously now it's like, you know, people would love to pay three grand for like a 1200, you know, gram uh, blackhead clown. I think that, I think yeah, that yeah. are worth You're not getting that today. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting that snake i, I mean I, I i was offered on her before like like 10 grand on her as a proven breeder female oh nice but, but i'm like you know what i i may sell her in the future but i need to make my my head dg blackhead clowns first like maybe so, once i do that then maybe what year was this uh where we at on oh, the timeline bro this had to have been like 2016 Okay. Okay. 2016. I, I okay. believe like 20, it was like 2016. I believe gotcha. so. I gotta check again, but it was definitely like give or take a year on that. Cause I got her. I told him, I told him, all right, man, I'll take her. And then he just tells me, Why well, are you looking for anything else? Like any other clown stuff? And I'm like, Well, what do you have? And he's like, Well, I have three normal clowns, all proven breeder females. And I was like, How much for those? And he's like, Oh, a thousand bucks a piece. I was like, all right, I'll take those two. Yeah. And uh, and then and then and then you know, I get and he says, I have two more females if you want. And I go, what are these? Like Enchi clowns, proven breeders, too. I was like, how much for those? He's like a thousand bucks a piece. I was like, throw them on, man. I'll take them all. So I got like, a, like I got like a 45-day payment plan, like a like a month of 45-day payment plan. And I started just sending them bread. And then he sent me the he sent me the snakes. And I think they had just laid like the season before, except for the blackhead clown. But the other ones had looked like they were that they had already like laid recently or whatever. So I just 
I just started feeding him, man, and getting him big. And then a buddy of mine that he lives close to here, which I gotta get, I, I, I gotta tell him if you want to do it, like, that this dude's been around for a long time. His name is Luis Alonso with LA Exotics. I don't know if you ever heard of him before. What is it called? LA Exotics. LA Exotics. Yeah. I'm about to check it out. He's got. He's got. He, he's the one that I got the my my Spartans from. So he's the originator of the Spartan gene. And okay. He's, that's got, a, he's got a very nice collection. He lives in Venice. He lives like an hour from me, and uh, and. He had a male at the time. Justin had just made uh, the Batman, I think, like the year before. So he had just made that Batman, which blew up. It, it like took the clown to like the next level. Yeah, so Batman is crazy, bro. I mean, even today, yeah. Batman is still crazy, bro. Like, that's one of yeah, my Batman favorite combos, hands down. Yeah, bro. Like I'll, I'll I'll make a couple of Batmans right now, and I'm like, oh look at Batman, that's nice. But it but it's <laughs> like but it's like damn, but they look amazing. Like I love I still love Batman's, you know. And, and I've already made, I made like a handful of them. I even made an OD Batman. I think Martin's in the chat too. I, it's just hard for me to see, but I think Martin's there. And that dude, that dude's awesome too. And uh, he got him from me, an OD Batman male, proven breeder. Um, and and I and then Lewis at the time, he had a, a leopard spot nose heck clown male. And I was looking for like a nice heck clown combo male so that I could put it to these girls like the next year. And he, he ended up having like the best male that I could find at the time, because at the time you were you weren't you weren't seeing like anything else. There were like no blackhead head clowns for sale. There was like that was like one of the better head clown males. I think like Justin had like a firefly spot nose head clown. You get like a leopard head clown, like stuff like that. But he had like the best male that I could that I could find. So I I picked that male up. The next year I bred him to all those girls, and that's when I made like the blackhead leopard clown. I don't know if I was the first one to make the blackhead leopard clown, but uh, I kept, I kept, you know, and I made like some really nice, like, a, a, like a nice Batman female, some entry spot nose clowns, and then when I started selling those animals, then I was like, oh man, like, like, like this is legit. Like people do spend, like this isn't a, because you know, from in the past, I'm like, you know, hey, you know, like in Primerica, people told you how much money they made, and you're like, man, they're just lying to me so that I can, you know, join this business or whatever, right? So, Something inside of me was like, this isn't real. People people don't spend thousands of dollars on snakes, you know, but they do, man. And then whenever I I started selling snakes, that's what got me like, okay, like I love hatching them out. I already knew that I loved it, but I was like, can I do this on a larger scale and actually like make it something where not that I want to do it full time, full time, but can I do it at a level where if I wanted to just pay my bills and live my life with the snakes, I could do it. But I, I'm the type of person that I, that's why I'm into the real estate and stuff because I like having my hands in different things, you know. So I, I, I'll get bored if I'm just doing one thing and I need to find something else to like at least have two things. You know, I say a jack of all trades is a master of none, but I don't want to have like all the trades. I just want to do like two things where I could focus on and and just be good at two things that I'm doing. You know, maybe like the real estate and the snakes or I used to buy stuff from auctions and sell them on eBay. Like like basically like like like, like you know, like American pickers where they go and they find like valuable stuff that they could buy and resell it. Like I did that for a little while. I still kind nice. of do it. I still kind of do it, but not as often because I just don't have the time or the space because I still have a bunch of inventory from my pawn shop that I got to get rid of. But um, but that's what I did, man. I just, I just put that mail to those females, made some nice stuff. And had a bunch of holdbacks from there. Then I made that blackhead leopard clown. I bred him back to his mom the next year, and I made the the world's first uh, super blackhead clowns. Oh, nice! And then I made a I made like three I made 
three of those. I made two super blackhead clowns and a super blackhead leopard clown. And uh, and I ended up selling most of that. I'm pretty sure I sold the whole clutch. I just kept back the mail. And then, you know, LeVance from Straight Fire wanted him. So that's how I made the trade for that pastel DG clown mail. And nice. What what's funny is that I've always liked DG and I bought a couple animals in the past, which I, I still have like one big, like 4,000 gram DG female from that bought her like years ago. And but I just didn't buy like I should have instead of buying a lot of clown combos, I should have just focused on the DG stuff a little bit more because I would have had a nice little arsenal of like DG clown combos. I mean, DG combos that I could have put into clown. And then instead of making clowns that are heft for DG, I can make DGs that are heft for clown. And then you kind of combine, like, like you know, like you, like, you're you're better off breeding like a like a blackhead DG head clown to like a combo clown head DG because no matter what, everything's gonna be 100% double head if you miss. And yeah. then the ones that are visuals are heads also, and you can make yeah. both DG and clown. So yeah. that's the only thing that I regret not doing is is kind of stacking up a little bit more on the DG females when they were, I guess less expensive and more abundant there's a more of an abundance of them because even just a bunch of pastel dgs would have been worth it breed them to these clowns or breed like uh, a clown head dg female to them and then making holdbacks like that so when uh i forgot who made some of the first dg because dg clowns have been made for like years now like they, they were made in the past they just never got a lot of traction so oh, yeah yeah like they've been around for like i think the first one sold for like Five six thousand dollars, like before they blew up yeah. to like five figures, they sold pretty. They, they're not cheap, but yeah, they are. They're like, like 10 11 now, yeah. But nobody really wanted them back then, they were just like a nice combo. But it wasn't like, oh, you gotta have DG and clown. The last couple years, the last few years, it's been like, like DG and clown go together like peas and carrots, you know, like yeah, yeah. A lot of DG, people in that project, but I heard a lot of people used to slip sleep on DG. That's true, man. So then, so then in my mind, I was like, okay, I want everything in my clown stuff to go to my DG. So then I have that male that I'm breeding them to like a few females right now. So I can make some, some clown. Like I want to replace my adult breeder clown females. Like I have a, I have a, a, a decent amount. I probably have like, like 15 to 20 visual combo female adult clowns. And nice. I, I want to make like, I want to make them over, but with, but are head, but ahead DGs. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's the way that I'm looking at it is I want to make I want to make those female clowns. Like I have a pastel bamboo clown. I want to breed her to that male that I got so that I can make some pastel bamboo clowns that are head DG. I want to make my blackhead clown as a blackhead clown or pastel blackhead clown that's head DG. Um, the only thing that I kind of messed up, uh, I don't say I messed up, but I kind of missed out as I was breeding before that male was ready. I bred him to my big DG female, but she had already bred to my OD Batman male. And I thought that he got her at the end, but she ended up giving me a club, which is not bad. They're double heads and they're combos, but I was hoping to make some DG and pastel DG head clown girls that I could hold back. And then once I make like those, those nice combo D, uh, clown head DG males, then I can breed them back to those females. So that kind of set me back a little bit, but I mean, it happens, I guess, but, uh, I should have some shots at some visual clown combos hit DG this year. Um, if everything goes well, obviously. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Not, what, what are, what, 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 what mail are you using? What kind of, what kind of mail is it? So I actually got two mails for that project that, um, 
I might be using. So I got one, and he like got plenty of size on him. He just uh, he a Desert Ghost head clown. And so I'm gonna put him to. I got a OD Pastavi Leopard Clown female. I'm gonna put him to him. And nice man. I hope I can make her over hit DG. That'll be dope. Exactly. Um, I got a spot nose clown female that um I plan on putting him to. And then I'm still working out some of the other pairs. I was actually going through it last night, so I'm trying to finalize some of the stuff I'm gonna be doing. But then I got like my like what I would love to be my premier male for next season, but he only about 400 grams right now. So if he but he eats like a champ. And last year or this year, technically, all of my girls, well, not all of them, but most of them start building like late in the year. And so if they do, if they kind of build on that same cadence this year, he might have an opportunity to get some late season action, but he is a inchy leopard, yellow belly, desert ghost, 100% head clown. Yeah, so I want to yeah, run yeah. him to some stuff. Like I want to put him to uh, that spot nose clown, if possible, maybe have like some Batman combo head clowns. Nice. Uh, I want to put him to a hypo uh, head clown female and then have an opportunity to make like some combo clowns and double head hypo DG. And so if I can get him to that OD Pastavi leopard clown female, that would be great. So we, we just got to see how it play out in terms of like his development and stuff like that. Exactly. But yeah, I'm really hoping to make some visual clown hit DGs next year. But see those like animals like that, like combo DG head clown males, like that, like you almost don't even need a double visual. When you have like a nice male like that, that you know is head clown and he's a visual DG, like even even if you miss on whatever you miss on in the clowns, if you breed them to a visual clown, you know their heads. Yeah. And you know, like 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 like, like that like that's 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 banger, man. Like that those are banger males to have. I have I haven't I just haven't found any like like nice DG combo head clown males. As I was looking to get one more, like something like that, I would love like an Anchi yellow belly, like a combo like that. DG that's the post of some nice stuff today. Matter of fact, I don't know if you what? checked it out. But yeah, who? he got some nice stuff today. He posted just who, who did? Yo, Justin, Justin. Did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, um, check him out then. Yeah, he posted some banger, some, some banger mails today. So check that out. All right, I will for sure, man. I've been wanting to buy a, a steak from Justin for a long time, but I feel like I every time I hit him up for a certain steak, he's like, Oh, I just sold it. And I'm like, damn, you know, I guess I got I, I'm on the right track because because uh people are just buying like, as soon as he posted, I'm like, oh, and, and, and they sell like really fast. He's like, Oh man, that animal, I just sold it. I was like, damn, I got to it like a day late or whatever. Because <laughs> he just posted it yesterday, and then he sold it like between yesterday and today. And okay. uh, so I, I eventually I'm going to buy something from him. Even even, even just because I've learned so much from him, man. Like, like he gets a lot of hate from a lot of people. But but the dude is like, I mean, you get hate when you're at the top. It's lonely at yeah, the Yeah, I was top. just about to say, when you're at the top, like you're yeah, a target. Yeah. So you're going to get some yeah, you're just Yeah, you're a target. But it's hard, man. Like, I'm like, the dude's doing everything just the, the right way, man. He just... You know, I try to learn. I mean, I, I'll probably never get to that level because the dude is just like it's a, he's like a machine, man. Like the marketing, the snakes, yeah, the facility, like everything. And yeah, now clutch, you got that that coming. So now, yeah, now that. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you using any 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 like any management software for your stuff? Yeah, so I um I use Husbandry Pro, and it's been the best that I've used so far. I tried a couple other ones. Um, like I tried like Reptile Skin, and I and I tried like one other one. I can't even remember the name of it. I didn't really like catch on to it too tough. But then Husbandry Pro came, and um, it, I just really caught on to the Husbandry Pro, and I've been using that like pretty much the whole time, um, exclusively as far as uh, uh 
tracking software. And then I do some outside stuff in Excel too. Uh, I can't get away from Excel. I'm just in Excel. Bro, I, I can't get away from my notebook and, and the fucking pen, bro. I need to. I need to get Husbandry Pro or maybe the clutch thing. But I, I've been wanting to get Husbandry Pro. But, you know, my problem is that I'm so, like, I'll just write stuff down a little notebook and I'm bad at, like, I'll feed. And I ain't going to go through and, and, and write down everybody who ate and who didn't eat. Like, it seems like such an, like, it seems like such an ordeal. that. Yeah, so I used to track every feeding for, like, my whole collection. But I don't do that anymore because I got a relatively small collection. And so I know who's eating, who's not. And I know like when I'm feeding and, and I and I I feed on a routine basis. And so like I know like so I can keep keep up with all that basically in my head. So I know who's doing what. And yeah, then exactly. for the hatchlings though, like hatchlings that I'm sell and even hatchlings I'm hold back. I do track those because like I, I feel like a lot of times you get questions from folks like when has this person ate? And so, like, I'll track those in Husbandry Pro. And I actually got a notebook, too, like that I keep by the rack. And so I might not track it in Husbandry Pro that day, but I'll track it on the notebook. I'll just write it down real quick sometimes because I don't get to the computer. Because um, I don't got, like, I don't like scanning it with the phone, and I don't have, like, a gun scanner. So I'll just kind of, like, jot notes in my notebook and keep up with the records and then go back and enter it later when I got some time to do, like, data entry. Because a lot of people be asking, like, uh, how many times does a snake ate stuff like that? And it's dope in Husbandry Pro because, like, you can have, like, all that history, like, right there, essentially. And you can just, like, print out a report and just give them that report. And it's, like, a branded report. You can have a picture of the snake attached to it. You can have your contact information. Like, you can just have all of that right there. And it's, it's pretty dope. So I do do that for the hatchlings. That's what. That's why I've been wanting to do it because just I – mean, I, I, I can tell you, yeah, it's, it's eating live – rats or whatever but if i could give someone like a whole little document that says oh this is you know what they ate or even other things too but yeah with, with my notebook i only write down like like with me like i have so much stuff in my brain that i feel like like i don't know man i i need to write more stuff down because then you look at my rack and and i don't even like like you got the tags on all your bins but i don't have nobody labeled bro i i know where everybody is I know when they're, I know all that stuff, but like if something were to happen to me tomorrow, you know, let me knock on, this isn't even real wood. <laughs> if something were to happen to me, people are going to walk in there. You're not going to know what, it's in my head. Like you're not going to know what's happened for what. You're not going to know anything. You're going to be like, okay, it's a black snake, but what is it? It's like, it doesn't, I don't have anything labeled. So it's all like in my head, but I need to sit down and at least like label, you know, label certain things, maybe have like a something like of a code. I just have like on my notebook, I have one page and then, and then every year I get a new notebook. I don't even use the same notebook. I get one notebook and I have 2019, for example, I don't have every female, ha every male has his own page. So for every male that has his own page, I write down the females that I'm pairing to them. And then every okay. time they, and the only thing I write down is when they lock. That's it. Just so I don't like throw that same male to that female, like, like, you know, because I'll have that male and I'll breed him to like four females, right? So every week, as long as he's eating, I'll throw him to a different female. And and I just keep track so that I, you know, it's like female A, B, C, D. So I don't throw him to female A like twice in the same month. Because if I don't gotcha. write it down, I won't remember. So gotcha. I, have, I write that down. But I, I feel like I keep the least amount of data possible to like get by. And I want to keep, I, I want to, that's just, that's just me being honest, you know? And I just want to yes. keep more data because I'm, I'm, I'm never going to confuse like 
ahead or anything like that because that's like it's my my, my brain is still good enough to remember that kind of shit. But yeah. I want to be able to say like, oh, this this is like a record of this animal over the last two years or one year or three months or whatever. So eventually, like I like having the tags on the tubs. I don't have tags on all of the tubs that have snakes in them because like you print them off and it come on one sheet of paper. So I wait till I need enough tags to fill up one sheet of paper because I don't like wasting the paper. But um, I don't really use the tags like to know who's in what tub. I just know where they're at. Um, but it do have the barcode on there that you can scan every now and then. I scan it with my phone, but like I said, I don't really like I don't really like scanning it with my phone. You can get like a scan gun or something like that, and maybe I'll do something like that in the future. But yeah, having the tags on there do help other people, right? So like my wife helps me like a lot and a ton, and she's still like learning the morphs and stuff like that. So I can be like, okay, grab a spot nose clown, and then like she can see it on there and, and know exactly which one we're talking about or whatever. So it's it's helpful in that regard, but um. I definitely can can do more with tracking. At first, I was trying to track like everything, and that quickly became like unmanageable. Like I was tracking like everything. I was tracking feedings. I was tracking like poops. Like, but then as I got oh, like more man. and more, <laughs> I got more and more. I was like, man, it's crazy, bro. But it's just kind of like the evolution of thought process. You know what I'm saying? Like when I yeah, first got yeah. into it, like I love data, and I love like tracking stuff and having data, and I can go back and look at it. But at the same time, like it's a cost benefit, right? And so you got to weigh cost benefit. As we started getting more snakes, and I was like, I can't track all this. Like, I'll, I'll just be only one them to track it. Right. And so I, <laughs> I just gradually just started knocking down what I was tracking. I had, um, so intently, I got a, a a demo of Clutch, and it, and it looks pretty nice, too. It's another nice one. It's out there. Uh, the interface is real smooth and clean. Uh, and it's got like some functionality and stuff like you can show people what's in your incubator if you want to make like have like a public incubator and so say you got like 10 clutches in the incubator you can make all 10 clutches public and so somebody because it's like a social media aspect to it too in a oh, way really? yeah yeah and so people can like see what's in your incubator and i think people can like say say you want like a leopard clown right so i want a leopard clown male and you can be like you can key it in some kind of way you want a leopard clown male and then like if you kid in on mine and you know i got that in the in the incubator and i hatch it and i log hey i got a, a leopard clown male then you're gonna get pinged and say hey mike just hatched a, a leopard clown male it's a hundred percent match but um maybe i've hatched like a a leopard a hundred percent head clown it'll still ping you but it won't say it's a hundred percent match it'll be like 50 match or something like that so that's pretty cool too that's pretty innovative that that that, that is pretty cool Another thing that they had too was like with the parents. Um, so say so you have a you put a clown to just a normal, right? Well, say so you put a leopard clown to uh, a normal, right? And so when you build out your what's good keys, when you build out your um when you build out your clutch in the actual system, it's gonna automatically like assign IDs based on the clutch ID you set up. So if like you, this clutch number one, two, three, four. And you got six babies, it'll do like one, two, three, four, dash oh one, one, two, three, four, dash oh two for you. So it'll automatically set that up. And then it's automatically gonna populate the known genetics for the baby, right? So you put a leopard clown normal uh to a leopard clown to a normal, it's gonna automatically make every baby hit clown, hundred percent hit clown. And then you got the option to pull leopard over there uh for the babies that got leopard, and then you assign the six to them, and so it make it easy to to log them. So it was some pretty cool stuff. 
um, just from the little demo that I saw. So it was kind of dope too. That sounds pretty cool. And, and and I'm assuming it does everything else that the Husbandry Pro does too on top of that, right? Yeah. So when I was talking with the guy, he said they pretty much do everything that Husbandry Pro does, but they don't have as robust of a breeding plan like Husbandry Pro does and like building out the breeding plan within the software. Um, so he's, he's, uh, he, he was open about that, so they don't have as robust of a breeding program, but they are working on some stuff. So I think you won't go wrong with Husbandry Pro or Clutch if you ever decide to get one of them. I don't get paid by neither one of them, but if y'all want me to just talk about one, um, feel free to sponsor the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all want it's a good show for y'all to you know pay the man to talk about y'all's thing because uh, <laughs> hell yeah, man. That's but yeah, it, it was pretty dope, and the interface was dope too. Like it was real clean. I'm pretty, sure Morph, I'm pretty sure Morph Market. I don't know if they already did, but I'm pretty sure Morph Market will start to to put to put their hands in clutch too. You know, because you know they got into the shed thing and they got into the 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 red line shipping. So I'm pretty sure that they'll be like, hey, this is this is the software that we recommend for y'all to use. And that's the other thing you can do through Clutch too. It's like you can order the genetic testing and it tracks it and all that kind of stuff too. So you can do that through Clutch. So. And it make and it makes the information public. Like if someone else looks at your I snake, think so. don't quote me on that, but I believe yeah. it does. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So. That's cool. So you, you like you like the genetic testing? I'm assuming, right? Like the whole like being able to do that. I do. I do. I think um, like I was talking with Will about it on the show. I don't know if you saw that, but I was talking oh, yeah, with Will yeah, about yeah. it on the show, and he yeah. made some great points. Like he made some really good points. But I think by and large, I do like it. And at the end of the day, I feel like the industry is going that way and so you have you have uh, to even if even if he he doesn't agree with it he has to do it oh yeah and he had like a a bunch of sheds or whatnot that he was yeah ready to send out too so he's like yeah i gotta get with it but yeah he made some great points like as far as like uh arguments against like why it might not be just all unicorns and rainbows for the industry he makes like some of the best points but yeah there are some good things about it too. Um, like not having to like wait two, three years to prove out an animal, just being able to know. Like I feel like that's gonna help progress projects um a lot quicker. And it's gonna like I was talking with uh who was I talking to? And they was talking they was gonna do a um I was talking with Dorian um when I was in Tinley and he was saying that he was gonna do some like pairings that he might not have otherwise done because of the odds and having all the possible hits. But he said he was uh, more likely to do to do those types of pairings um, now, just because he can get it genetic tested, and then uh, he knows exactly what's in it. So yeah, I, I think by and large, it's going to be a good thing. The the biggest thing I think too, like what Will was saying, is it, just it just accelerates everything a little bit. It just makes everything go faster. Like it's better for like your own collection, like to. But it does take away like 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 proving out possible heads is fun, man. Like that part is. Like I enjoy it a lot, like because I've proved out possible heads before, or oh, gravel slash yellow belly, and even though it's fun, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with the gravel slash yellow belly thing anymore myself. Like I want to know what it is, like that. Like, but proving out like possible heads, that's fun, and I think it'll also, um, it also will speed things up as far as like projects. You're gonna be able to make combos faster, and the whole thing about this whole thing is like you want to have longevity in the in in the industry because once everybody's already in the triple and quads like where do you really go from there you know you just gotta make like 
there's got to be new genes that pop out. Like, I don't know if you've seen that tornado gene that came out of UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going for a pretty penny now, too. Yeah, it is. It is, man. And I, and I don't think I've seen, like, there's nice stuff out there, too, like Zebra. And, like, you know, I, I personally like Sunset. I don't have any Sunset because I want to see what it looks like with DG first. But if Sunset DGs look, like, dope, like, I'll get into Sunset. Okay. But, like, a Sunset head DG, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be freaking probably, like, a ton of money. But, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Even a yeah, double head Sunset DG. Even that will be like a lot, especially if they prove it out to be like a spectacular looking animal. You know, it's gonna oh, go yeah. for even more. Yeah, yeah. But but I feel like like if when enough people like you know because because clown pied and stuff like that and and you know exantic okay, but then I think tornado is gonna add another level. Like now you're like oh I can make tornado DG clowns or tornado. Uh, is DG tornado clowns. recessive or a codon? Yeah, it's a recessive gene. Oh, it's recessive too. Okay, that's what yeah, yeah. Because if it was a codom, like like I'm working with Spartan, I believe that Spartan's amazing. Like it's an amazing combo, but it has its limitations because it's it's a codom. Um, which is there a super for um Spartan? You know what's funny is that I bred Spartan to Spartan and I made a pie. Did you know it was head pie? No, the the parents weren't. That's the funny part. They weren't even head pies. Oh really? So so. The original female, the original import female that Lewis imported as a hatchling, she made Spartan, so he had no idea that, you know, that it was, but 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 I'm thinking that the Spartan, like I've, I've made Spartans from doing Spartan to Spartan and from doing Spartan to Pied. So I think that it's a Lelic with Pied, but it's a new, looks, thanks for the memories, they have uh, some Spartans. They got some Spartans from Chris over at these balls. And I personally made a Lewis made a, a pied from breeding the original female to a to a pied combo male. And he made a pie with the original female. So it's either just it's either gonna be like leopard, where it's a where it's a codom that's lit that 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 some of them are like het pied, or what I really think, honestly, is that it's a, like every Spartan is just a visual het pie. Like it has it has characteristics that you can, like you know it's a Spartan. But now I'm gonna send off the sheds to see if every Spartan that I have is a het pie. And I have Spartans that I've made that have no lit like, like the parents or the grandparents. Like nobody's a pie. Nobody was pied. And and Lewis made the, I got I got a pair I got a champagne Spartan from him, and uh and a cinnamon Spartan. He made them both. Their parents weren't pieds or heads. And then I bred them together and I made out of five babies, I made three pieds. I made like oh, a wow. yeah, I made like a solid white pie, which is like a champagne pie, but but from two Spartans. And their parents weren't pied, or their grandparents weren't pied, or or even known heads either. So I'm thinking that it's like some sort of maybe um, some sort of visual hat. I, I think it's like a visual representation of a hat. You see their bellies are like, they have like a, like, like white uh, scales down the middle of the belly. Um, like my cinnamon sparring is a crazy looking animal, but it looks almost like a no white pie, but it's not a pie, but are all Spartans head pie? That's what I'm pretty much trying to figure out now. If every Spartan is, like a het pied, because then it could be a new line of pied where the het form is 
like a visual because I don't think that you can actually have like a pie that isn't recessive. I think in, in, in the animal world itself, like every pie is recessive. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that like in every as far as I know, if you have a pie that comes out, whether it's a bird or a mammal or anything like that, I believe that they're all recessives. So it'd be cool if you could actually make hepides that are that that have pattern and color mutations as a hep. Yeah, and then if it actually changes the pattern and the color, is it even recessive or is it a color? Is it even yeah? So so right now we're working on that. He doesn't want me to you know we're not I haven't really agreed upon saying that it is like every Spartan is a hepide, but I have enough Spartans there that I'm gonna send sheds in. And I'm gonna get him to send some sheds in too. Like he's made, like he made the first Spartan clowns this year. They look amazing. He's made some hats that look like you know. He made like I think I think the the craziest looking one is like uh, I believe it's a lesser yeah lesser yellow belly Spartan. That thing doesn't look anything like a lesser yellow belly, but it's a lesser yellow belly Spartan, and it looks insane. And it's a hat clown too. So these animals don't have any pides in their parents or grandparents. So I'm going to tell him to also send in his sheds and send at least seven or eight sheds in and see if they, if not, if, if all of mine and all of his come back as het pied, then there can't, there can't be like, they have to be visual hets. Like it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's hard because no other gene, like, yeah, you can get a het pie that has tracks on it, but you can also get a het pie that doesn't have, um, you can also get het pies that don't have tracks. Look at uh, Antoine Pieballs. He said Pieballs and dollars are incomplete. Oh, look, that I didn't know. So yeah, so like, so like in Frenchies, like if you have like a pied Frenchie, it's incomplete. Is there a super form? Yeah, is there like a a super form? I don't know. That's that. Yeah, that would that'd be cool to know about that. Yeah. And the best advice is to put it to any recessive ASAP. Yeah, like I made um. What's funny is that I, I I put. I put my, when I had the blackhead leopard clown male, I put him to my champagne Spartan female. And I made, I don't know if you if you saw that male that I, it's like a champagne blackhead Spartan head clown. It's like a chimera looking snake. It's all nice. like crazy looking. And I bred him to like a few girls and I just got a clutch in the incubator from him. I hate to even say it, but none of the, none of the eggs have any veins on them. Like they're, oh, just, they're all yellow. So I, I posted him in a group before and, and, and a girl, I mean, I, I don't know if she was actually, if she knows what she's talking about or not. It kind of seemed like she did. And she says that chimeras might not even make themselves again. Like chimeras will either make like, like, even though I have a champagne blackhead Spartan head clown, I, I can't necessarily make like a blackhead Spartan clown with him. Like she says that not every gene is going to hit. It just depends on the genes that it got from one of the parents or how the chimera is formed. I don't even know. I can't even have that conversation because I don't know any, enough about it. But did she say why? I asked and then she really couldn't explain. She really didn't write back or anything. I've sent her a private message. I didn't hear back from her. So we'll see. But she also mentioned that some of them could be infertile. And I didn't like to hear that because that's like my stud male. So uh, getting this clutch of five eggs. And none of them having any veins, and that the eggs are good, is making me think, wow, I'm gonna only breed them to, you know, I'm, I'm gonna take them off because I was breeding them to like five females. 
So I'm only going to keep breeding them to like a one other female okay. and take off the other. Okay. I don't want to have five infernal clutches in case that that's the case, you know? So how so, far along are the, is the other girl? Oh, man. Uh, I, it's funny because I have an ultrasound and I don't even use it, man. I need, I oh, need really? to use it. Yeah, I have an ultrasound and I just I just don't like using it. But now I feel like I need to use it just to see where all my girls are at exactly. But some of them, I mean, they're, they're, they're building up good. Like some of them are, like a couple of them are off food. So I think even with my best efforts, they might still lay from him, even if I breed him to like my DG clown. But my DG clown already has girls for him too. So I don't want to stretch him too thin. And, but I have like a pastel. Well, what is it? That's what I say. So you don't like to use ultrasound um, just because you rather just observe the females or you just don't feel like pulling it out? Yeah, I just I just like observing them and doing stuff like that. But honestly, I also I also don't like 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 the whole you know getting them all you know with 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 the gel and and having to stick the gel on them and then measure the thing. Like to me, it just seems like a because I'm by myself too. So yeah, I gotta make I gotta make sure the females aren't moving around. I don't have anyone to hold them or anything. I'm sure I could find somebody to do it. You put but, them in a so I put mine in a snake bag. Like I put the the top piece. In a snake bag, like kind of oh, tie the snake bag up a little bit so they can't crawl out, and then just like a, let the good, bottom third good. hang out, and then they a lot more still when you do that. I'm gonna yeah, have, have, have to try that, man. I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like I'm about to put it's 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 right there in the closet getting dust, man. I'm gonna, I feel like I'm about to pull it out. What kind you I, got? I got the the cag the cagson. That's I think that's how you say it. Okay, the one from the one from like um breeder circle. Yeah, 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 from breeder circle. Okay, yeah, that's the one. And I, and I bought it a years ago. I used it twice. So you got the one with the foot pedal. Yeah, it's got the you foot got pedal one. and everything. Oh yeah, yeah you got yeah. you got the, uh, the the top shelf one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got that one. I mean, I didn't even look at the other ones because honestly, like a lot of the guys were using those, and I just didn't want to get like one of the little handheld ones because I didn't know if they were going to be good enough or not. Maybe they, I think they are. People use them and they like them, but I got it there, man. And uh, and but I feel like now, because I, I with me, I have to like. I got to take like a whole morning and just say, okay, I want to just ultrasound this morning and get everybody done. And uh, I, I, I got to do it because I really, because I know how to do it. I've actually, I did it and, and, and I can ultrasound them good. I can find the follicles well. I can measure them good. Everything It's just, uh, it's just to me, it's like a pain in the butt. Just like keeping track of all the records of stuff. It's like, ah, uh, like, even though I like being mentally stimulated, man, like sometimes I'm like, Instead of ultrasounding, I'm like, let me go clean some rats instead. Like, like to me, it's just like it's just an odyssey, man. It's like when I used to work when I used to do retail, I used to hate keeping inventory. Like, I'm just like, let me just talk to people and sell them shit. Like, I don't want to do inventory. <laughs> like, I hate it. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to like. There's just stuff that bothers me. So if I could find, oh my god, man, if I could find someone to like keep track of my animals, I told Kiki, whenever you're ready to move up here, man. Like, I'll help you relocate, dude, because you could just run my social media. Like, I'll hire you full time. You can help me ultrasound, keep track, keep records, do TikToks, everything. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. Like, to me, that's like, like, people say, oh, I go, dude, like, rats? Like, I'd rather clean rats than do so many other things that are clean and whatever, just because to me, it's like, it's just a pain, man. I'm like, no, just give me 30, give me, give me, give me 100 rat bins to clean. And I'd rather do that than do some of this other stuff. Because it's just like... How many know, rat like, colonies you running? Rats, I have 6 total, 24, 30. Well, right now I have 50, 54 rat colonies. Oh, wow. 
and 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 eight ASFs. How many uh, snakes you got? Roundabouts. I have uh, 195 total. 195. How many clutches yeah. you cranking out a year? This was my biggest year so far, and I did 20 28 clutches so far. 28. Yeah, okay. I still I still have a couple that need to have. I'll probably end up hatching out 30 31 by the end of the year. Okay, and what's like what's the breakdown um, of that 195? Like, is it is that including hatchlings and whatnot? Yeah, that 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 that's with that, that's everything. Even even the animals for sale and everything. So that's like okay. uh, I have 90 adult bins right now. I have like 60 adult females that are all different kinds of stuff, mostly clown girls. And some pies and then some other stuff that as soon as they lay, like they're out, like they're gone. And so gotcha. I can replace them with some other girls. Um what kind of racks are you running? Racks. There I have five racks. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I have five racks. I just I just picked up one at, at Daytona. So I have uh three 7030s from ARS. Okay. I have a 55, is it a 50? I think it's a 5040. It's the one. It's the one that nobody uses now. Like everybody's using. I think the fifty-five forty. I take the longer yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. The one that I got is like the little short, more stubbier one. Yeah, I've seen that one before. Um, yeah, that that was Jeremy, before uh, the fifty-five. Jeremy from um Balls Exotics posted a, a seventy thirty the other day. It's pretty much brand new. So if anybody looking for it, I don't know if he still got it, but he posted it the other day. Um, I, I was thinking about it a little bit, but what I really need is a fifty-five forty. Um, I don't see a lot of fifty-five forties posted. Uh, no man, no you don't. No, you don't, man. And a few months ago, you can. And it's funny because you can sell them things for almost the same price as they cost brand new without the shipping. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. considering, like, if if it's almost brand new and it's put together and whatnot. Put together bro, is a it, big is a big that's part. That's huge. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's huge, bro. Because I mean, it took us a while to put it together the fifty five forty. Um, it took several hours, and so yeah, I. Right. I would love to pick up one that's already put together. That'd oh my great. god, man! Just one that's already made, and then it's yeah. like already like ready to go, man. Get I got that the time back. Daytona. I had all the pieces in my living room for like ten days before I started working. <laughs> on you got ten sixty five too. I ha- I have one ten sixty five. I got to get another one because I I heard that would take longer. I'm sorry because uh, I heard that one takes longer to put together because of all the little pieces and whatnot. With all the little pieces, yeah, that, that, yeah, that one takes the longest. So I only have one of those, but. But man, I, I need I, I need one more 1065, and I'll, I'll probably add another couple levels to them so they could be like 1070s or 1075s. Um, not like Jeremy. I don't even seen Jeremy's racks. Jeremy Jeremy's racks you got to get like on a six foot ladder, man. He's got like they're like 12 high, I think, or maybe yeah, even, yeah. 12 high in the picture. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's wild, bro. And, you know, <laughs> I feel like beauty. I feel like Belle from Beauty and the Beast when she's on that ladder in the library, she's like sliding through. I'm like, bro, I couldn't trust them snakes up there, man. Like they'll bite me right in the face. But yeah, Jeremy's got a really nice setup, man. I've been to his house a couple of times, and he's got like really nice reptile room, and he's got the the rotor room is also like top notch, man. Like, oh, nice, great. nice. Yeah, he's nice. got a nice setup. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, what's your thoughts on the industry? Um, what's the outlook for the future? What do you think, bro? I think, and pe- people like to say, oh, you got to breed snakes for like every level, like high end, low end, and 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 and. Mid range, and I, I, I personally don't really agree with that. I think that you should just always try to shoot for the best animals that you can make, and not because you're gonna make stuff that is mid range just because that's just the probability of what you're gonna hatch out. Like not even even banger parents are not always gonna make like 
high-end stuff like you're gonna and your grow, offspring yeah you're you're gonna get offspring that's that's from from two five thousand dollar animals you can still make a three hundred dollar snake or you can still make a, a fifteen thousand dollar snake you almost have the same odds to do that i think that as long as you're working on high-end stuff and you can like right now i've noticed that it is like especially the lower end stuff it's like the market slowed down man like the market's definitely like taking a bit of like a like it's tightened up a little bit, just like real estate. Like real estate's tightened up a little bit, and I think that everything has kind of been affected with like the inflation, all this stuff. And yeah, it's not the same as it was a year a year ago, or like even two years ago. Like now things economic outlook up. and all that. Yeah, man. And I, but I still think that if you make if you make some bangers, like if you make like a DG pie, you know, you're still gonna sell it. For, for for you know maybe maybe you won't get twelve maybe you might get eight or nine but I don't think you're gonna complain about eight or nine thousand dollars for a snake at the end of the day you know like 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 a lot of people say like these are numbers that that as an industry is accepted but there's really no difference in a fifty dollar snake and a ten thousand dollar snake except for the color and pattern you know like that's really the only difference so like it has right. its it has its its value based on the value that we give it but there's still there's still like the same type of animal it's not like you know like oh man it's not it's not like gold and it's not like a house it's not like you know things like that it doesn't have that that intrinsic value it almost has like that like yeah we all agree that these animals are worth this much and we sell them for this much because that's just obviously you know that's what's accepted out there and stuff like that. right so uh seeing the line i had to show up what's up will will's always will's always showing love too man what's good will and uh, but I think that as long as you're able to 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 just go through the like like now is, is gonna be a hard time, maybe for maybe for the next few months or maybe the next six or twelve months, as long as you're able to hold on to the to the good stuff and still be able to like that's why it's important to always have maybe something else that someone's doing, because if you're only relying upon the snakes as income, like someone like Justin, someone like you know, like some of these guys. Like they're good, man, because they have the, the quantity and the quality to be right. able to. Yeah, because if Justin's net income goes from like, I don't know how much he makes a year. I, I always have a theory in my mind that that, that he's got to be netting around like seven figures, you know? Oh, but yeah, I agree. If it goes from like a million dollars a year to seven hundred thousand dollars, he's not going to be hurt. He'll be all right. Yeah, he'll be all right. Yeah, he's, he, he'll be all right because I'm pretty sure like he's been. You can live off that. Yeah, <laughs> but if but if you're making a hundred grand. And you go to 60, you might not be all right, you know? Right. Yeah, that's a big difference. You might take a hit. And even though it could be like a similar percentage, it's different when you still have like a mortgage and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, well, if you're making if you're making the several hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah, you might, you know, you might not save or invest as much as you did the year before, but you're still living good. Like your, your bills are all paid. And you know, you know, you know, for a fact that even at that point, the people that can't hold on to it, the people that have to sell their higher end animals or get out of the industry because they're not doing well, that's when you snatch up those animals that are on sale and you add them to your collection because you know in a year or two things are gonna get hot again. Yeah, and you're just you gonna, well positioned. Yeah, exactly, man. Just yeah, that's just how it works. So I think I think people, as long as they stick to the high end stuff and don't just do pairings just to do them because you're just gonna be spending time and money on lower end pairings and then when you go to sell a hundred dollar two hundred dollar snake it's a much harder sell 
than than a higher end snake. And then it's 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 almost self-defeating to a certain extent because you're like, man, I couldn't sell this snake for 200 bucks. Uh, and then a lot of the snakes that you have are worth 100, 200, 300 dollars. You, you, you're gonna you're gonna be done soon. So I think that if yeah, you're gonna get rid of some like like right now, I'll hatch out 200 a 200 dollar snake. Um, instead of trying to milk that snake for every dollar that I can, I'd rather find it a good home. You have to sell it for fifty to a hundred dollars. Like I won't put it on morph market and yeah. sell it because at the end of the day, I'm not doing you know anybody any favors by hurting the market at that point. So I'll just I'll wholesale it to someone or hook someone up with a pet because I know that those snakes at the end of the day are not going to add up. You can sell fifty two hundred dollar snakes and it's not going to add up to a lot. But you just have to sell a handful of like four figure snakes and it and, and, and it's a lot more than that. So then if I can't sell some snakes that I don't necessarily, like some females that I don't necessarily need at their higher end stuff, I'm going to keep them and I'm just going to breed them. And then, so that part is like, it's like another, the other part of chess is like, you just have to maybe make even less, even though you want to breed every snake that you have, sometimes you got to take a step back and be able to say, I'm not going to try to max out my production right now because right. I know that it's going to be the next six months are going to be tough. And I'm just going to work on either selling some of the other stuff that I have and kind of downsizing a little bit. That's why downsizing is so important in this hobby, because instead of wanting to go from 100 clutches to 200 clutches, maybe some, you know, people are going from 100 to 50 or 200 to 100. But that 100 is more powerful. Those 50 clutches are like are bangers and and multiple recessives. You're going to need a lot of holdbacks because you can't have just like. Oh, I got one female triple head DG clown pie. I'm going to breed it to that male double, you know, triple head DG clown pie. You're most likely not going to make that triple visual out of one clutch, you know? Yeah, you got to play the numbers game with it. Yeah, you got to play the numbers. You got to have the space. You got to have the rodents. The more snakes you have, the more rodents you got to have. So I, I'm very comfortable keeping my I, – I, right now I'm, I'm maxed out with the ability to have 90 adult females. I don't want any more than that because I can clean – I can spot clean and water change all my snakes in a day. So with, and, and that's a, you know, and, and I change my waters every other day. I go through all my hatchlings. I spray them down. Like I enjoy doing it. I never want it to be more work, like work to the point where it ends up being like real work. It ends up being like, Oh man, I got to go in there and clean. Yeah. To the point where you don't enjoy it. Yeah, man. Like yeah, you got to keep it fun. You got to keep it. You got to keep it like, you know, business is business, but I like to keep it fun. That's why the real estate thing too, like I'm done with the snakes. I might wake up tomorrow morning and I might say, I'm going to, I'm going to go in the snake room later on the afternoon, but this morning I'm going to go in here and I'm going to look up properties. I'm going to go and, and, and do some comparative analysis on some stuff. Like I'm looking at a little duplex that they're going to, they're going to sell my, in the other town in a month. So right now, what do I do? I do my tax lien searches. I do my mortgage searches. I have to know exactly what what that place owes because you can't buy a place like that then it has like a, a an irs lien for fifty thousand dollars and you stuck like chuck man you know you gotta you gotta pay for it or you're gonna lose whatever you paid for it yeah. and then find out like what's it worth how much money could it because you can't really see it but you gotta calculate hey a place like this you know worst case scenario what do i have to you know because i look up online what was the last time the roof got put on this place when's the last time like you know, drive by it, even talk to the people living in there. Like, Hey, like it's a tough conversation. I have with people. It's like, Hey, like, you know, 
this place is going to get sold next month. Uh, bless you, man. I go, I don't, I don't know if I can, can, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I'm clear. I couldn't hear you for a second. And, um, and just do research on stuff like that. And I feel like being able to have two, two streams of income, at least like some people want to have five or six or seven, which is amazing. If you can have the more, the merrier, but, uh, bless you. Excuse me. Sorry. Thank you. No, it's all good, bro. And if you can have at least two or three, at least two, I would say like, if one isn't moving, the other one's picking up the slack, you know? Yeah. And I think that some people just want to quit their job and do only the snake stuff. And I don't want to say that's a mistake. But you talk to people that are that do snakes and nothing but snakes full time that aren't like the top dogs in the in the industry. And a lot of these guys got to produce a lot of numbers because sometimes sometimes snakes just aren't selling the way that you want them to sell. And just because that, that snake's listed on Morph Market for three grand and you put yours up for three grand, it might sell. It might not sell. And you don't want to you don't want to sell it for two because not only are you, are you shooting yourself in the foot, but you're hurting the whole project. And then everybody's got to drop their prices and it ends up being like a race to the bottom, you know? Yeah. And that's the worst. Like a ra that race to the bottom is, is, is the worst thing that you can do in any, in any business, especially this business. Like, you know, I think that's important too, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. That was a great answer, bro. Great answer. Talk a little bit about the evolution of your mindset. Like what are some things you kind of learned along the way? Um, you, I know you already touched, uh, touched on a lot of it, but, um, if you could like point out one of the best lessons or uh, most helpful lessons that you've kind of learned along this journey, uh, speak to that. I, I think like my mentality is like people will, people, my mentality is that, that I'm just like a student, a student of, of life in general. Like I feel like, even though like the more that I learn, I feel like, like the less that I really know, because there's so much more out there that I haven't learned about. Cause you know, you're, when you're like 20 years old, you feel like you know everything, man. Like you feel like, like, like you might have five or six beers and get in the car and drive, and you you don't think that you're gonna get into an accident or get a DUI. Oh, it's not gonna happen to me. Or oh, I got this job and I'm making 20 bucks an hour. Like I'm killing it. And it's like you talk to some people, you see some people out there making like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And you're like, damn, my 20 bucks an hour really ain't nothing, you know. Um, and then you learn about you know, there's just so many different things. So like, I feel like the more that I learn the more that I feel like, like I need to learn. And even though like, like I've owned the pawn shop before and I've done a bunch of stuff, like, like my eyes, you know, when I learned about bigger pockets, I'm like, man, there's people out here with no money doing syndications and getting people to invest with them just because they've learned certain things and they've been able to, for, you know, build businesses in real estate and be able to have passive income without, without being wealthy people. Without being like just being just being a guy that just that just that that just wants to hustle, man. And you gotta have a lot of grit. I feel yeah. like grit is so important, man. You gotta be like that, like that attitude where where I will never be defeated, man. Like yeah. no matter what. And I tell people too, like, look, I've always been overweight my whole life. And and I've gotten as you know, no, no offense to any of the ladies here, but I've gotten as many girls, if not more girls, a lot of my friends that have always been fit and done sports and been in shape. And it's like, why is that? Because I work harder, man. Like I put in more effort. Like, and sometimes that's the key is like, no matter what you got to, even if you think you got talent, you got to outwork every, you got to outwork everybody and yourself too. You got to like put in more effort. Like yeah. instead of making five phone calls in a day to sell somebody a policy, you got to call 50 people in a day. Cause 
you know, you could be very, you can have a lot of talent on the phone, but it's that consistency and it's that like that drive that's going to get you to win. Because yeah, hard hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard. Yeah, bro, exactly. I know a lot of people that, that have had a lot of talent, and I don't know if you remember that movie. One of my favorite movies, A Bronx Tale, uh, from back in the day. I, I never seen it. Like that movie's great, man, because uh, Robert De Niro's in that movie. He's, he tells his son, he's like, look, man, nothing is worse than a waste of talent. He's like, there's talented people all over the place. Like, I know people who are, dude, who are a hundred times smarter than me. Like, I don't consider, I, I, I was an average, like, student my whole life. And I know people that are, that run circles around me when it comes to, like, facts about politics and about geography and about everything, economics, but they, they work at Pizza Hut delivering pizzas. And no offense, you know, because everybody does what, what, what they want to, what they feel like they want to do. That. But I feel like, man, like that's such a waste of good talent is doing something that like a high school kid or like a retired person would probably do or someone that doesn't speak English, you know, or like comes from another country. And like, why wouldn't you want to do better? I think sometimes people don't want to be like it's safe. Like they don't want to get out of their comfort zone. So it's almost like yeah. a safe thing to do. And I've always been the type of person that I like to venture out of my comfort zone and reinvent the wheel. I want to like, even that's though growth happens. Yeah, bro. That's, that's, that's where growth happens. And I've always been a person that, that, that just like, like I want to, I want to learn and I, and I get addicted to it. Like if I like it, if I don't enjoy something, you couldn't make me learn about it. Like, like I just can't, but what, if, if I feel like I enjoy it and I love it, Man, you can't stop me, man. Like, I'll listen to podcasts that people will tell me, man, like, every time that I talk to you on the phone, like, I hear this podcast in the back. I'm like, you don't get tired of that crap? I'm like, tired? I was like, I can't get enough of <laughs> I it. I need more. Yeah. I need more. Like, I listened to, like, I, I found, like, four, like, bigger po- like bigger Pockets money, bigger pockets with, like, that dude, Dave Green. Yeah. That dude's a genius, bro. Like, that dude is, like, he's, a, he's like Wilma Rose of real estate. Like, <laughs> he's smart. And he's smart the way that he... The way that he delivers the messages, and you see how he does all his analogies with like jujitsu and all that kind of stuff. Like the dude's a genius, and I'm just like, man, like if I just had a fraction of what this guy knows about this stuff, like in 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 less than five years, like that dude bought like 40 houses this year, like short-term rentals, flips, uh, all kinds of stuff. And it's like, and, and most people are scared of that. Like, I've never been afraid to like I've lost money on stuff, I've bought stuff that were outside of my realm of expertise is one thing is your comfort zone and then one thing is like outside of your level of expertise like i went and i bought like a yacht one time because i thought it was a good deal so someone was telling me it was old but it was old bro it was like a piece of crap so it was like a 1980 something uh it was a good it was a good brand i forget the brand of it but yeah i forget the brand of it now but it was like an older yacht I don't know anything about boats, man. Like, I don't know how to fix them. I don't know how to run them. I don't know how to turn the thing on, you know? So I go and I buy the damn thing because it's like, oh, it's like 6,500 bucks. I, I looked them up online. I go, I could at least get like 15 grand for it. Dude, I ended up having to sell it for like $2,000, bro. Oh, because after, after having it for like a month and nobody wanting it, then it didn't want to start. Then it ended up getting, because I left it on my, on my parents' farm, then it ended up getting rodents inside of it. So the rodents ended up like making it nasty. Uh, it's just a horrible, a horrible purchase. But comfort zone, I wouldn't say it was out of my comfort zone, but it was definitely out of my realm of expertise. That's like me right now saying, 
oh, you know what? I'm going to put in 50 grand into Bearded Dragons. Wait a minute. I don't know anything about Bearded Dragons, man. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe if I learned about them, but it's right now it's outside of my wheelhouse just because I say I, I, I've been able to make some money with the snakes. It doesn't mean that I'm just going to go and do something that I don't know anything about. Right. And, you know, oh, if I wanted to learn about it and do something that I have to, you have to learn and start from the bottom. You know, it doesn't mean that I'm going to start breeding like normals. If I get into it, it's going to be like in the higher end part. But you just can't, people jump into stuff without really learning about it. But then you also fall into the part where you ever heard of that um, analysis paralysis? Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You can fall into that too, where all you do is try to learn and then you don't do You don't never take any action. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like that. It's like that balance of being able to learn and do, learn and do. If you just yeah. do without learning, you're jumping in blindly and you're going to get smacked and you're going to get punched in the face, you know? But if you learn a little bit and you take those steps as lo- along the way, then you'll do. Let me let my dog out real quick, man. He's over okay. here. Hold on, let's... Come on, buddy. Go, what? We got in the chat, Pilp Stalkers. Thanks for coming out, Jeremy. What's good, bro? We was just talking about your racks. Yeah, man. Hey, thank you. Thank, thanks, well, everybody good, for coming out, man. I, I appreciate all you guys. I haven't been able to chat or anything and really look at the comments that much as I just want to focus focus on my. That's good. I appreciate all you guys. But uh, yeah, my dog's twelve years old, man, and he, as soon as he has to use the bathroom, he'll just come up to me with the, he's a box with his with his droopy face, and he's like, "I'm gonna go inside, man." Yeah. All right, that. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, man, that's uh. So what 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 do you what do you uh what, what do you like about like the real estate stuff? Like you, I know you listen to Bigger Pockets too. Like well, what do you what do you like? Like what do you see? You see yourself like getting into some like multifamily stuff and like and like re- residual income from that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's where I want to eventually end up is to be able to make like some uh, residual income, some passive income with it. I'm actually pretty new to the whole thing myself. Um, I really didn't get put on to it till like a month or two ago. Maybe, maybe a little bit longer, maybe three months ago. Um, I first heard about it on Ozzy's Patreon, and then I started listening to some of the podcasts. And so I added like the bigger pocket stuff to like my podcast rotation. Even. So I've been listening to that. And so I'm really still in kind of like that analysis stage, to be honest, and just like learning, learning um, about the real estate and whatnot, trying to see like which way I want to go with it. Cause I would like to get into it because I want to diversify, right? So I want income streams coming from multiple places. Uh, Right now, my main income stream is work, and then we got the stuff with the snakes going on, and hopefully that grows over the years. And I want to take the money from the snakes, and then really start to like branch out into the real estate piece. That's dope, man. That's dope. You you, you could do it too, man, and you, you can you can get it to the point. Like I just started this year with it, really, but um, but you can get it to the point where 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 you could do it because it isn't if unless you want to do it like on a huge level, but if you want to do like some flips here and there, or maybe even like buy a rental, you know, and do stuff like that. You could, you could end up streamlining it to the point where you could have certain people managing things that take out, take away a lot of your time and, and, and just do it part-time and and you don't need that many hours in the week. So you could eventually like, like, like it, it, like it could be, it, it could be great, man. Even if you have a property that just pays for itself over time, mm-hmm. and then it's cash flow because rent always goes up. So eventually, you could have something that just pays itself off and then little by little, you know, you're building up this residual income and then you're able to buy something else, something else. And, 
that's the thing, man. Like, like, like property, uh, like real estate is, is like, is like the, in my opinion, is the best way to build wealth. I used to think it was investing in, in the stock market because in primarica it's like stock market, like mutual funds. That's the way to go. And honestly, like, I don't, I, I took, I don't have any, I don't invest in stocks or anything like that anymore. Like to me, it's like, like I'll, I'll buy snakes, but to me mostly is like, I want to buy like, like, like in Gainesville, I'll, I'll shoot you a link, man, because you can look up the county that you're in and, and there's auctions where you can buy like land and properties where people just don't pay their taxes on them. Yeah. And you can buy like tax foreclosures and make, make good, you know, do good doing that. And that's like a good way to get started. And then little, and then later by little, little by little, you could, you, you could diversify into other things because right. people like the, you know, like the fixed rent or some people like the short term rentals and there's or the flips. There's all there's all kinds of stuff, man. You could diversify really well in that whole realm, also. Yeah, I definitely want to leak up um after the chat and whatnot and get into some of that. Hell yeah. Or after man. the show and get into some of that for sure. For sure, bro. All right, bro. So I know it's getting late. Um, so I wanna uh give you a few random questions before I let you get out of here and enjoy the rest of your night. So Go for uh, it, man. And, and, and I'm sorry, am I sorry if I talked too much and I took over the oh, show? No. Now nah, you're yeah. good, bro. Like that's exactly what I want. Like I want somebody who's gonna talk and um give a lot of feedback because that make a make for a better show. So like, you're oh, perfect, yeah. bro. Perfect. Thanks, so thanks, if you bro. um if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive, who would those three people be and why? Damn, you know, I always see you ask this, and I should have I should I should have wrote them down. Now you're, you're gonna make me think, bro. Okay, I, I Look, man, the first one I'm going to say is, is my grandfather on my mother's side because he passed away when I was like like two years old. And the way the way that my, you know, my, my grandma that also passed away, my way my mom speaks about him, that he was he, he was a really good man. And he went through like a lot of like when Castro took over, you know, power in Cuba in the 50s. He got he, he almost got executed. He spent like, um, like oh, wow. 15, 15 years in jail because of that. And uh, he almost got executed, man. Like literally, like they 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 were putting they were putting people up and just fucking just just uh, and what's it called when they just put you up and they shoot you? I forget what that's called. The uh, um, I think I they're talking about. I can't, I can't yeah, think of the just, name. Of it. Ex- and, and he was like the third guy in line before they stopped it, and they never. I guess they stopped. It. He was able to get out, and he and. and my mom, my mom always told me that he he had so much love for me, and I just that I don't remember him. So that's a, that that's that's the one for sure that I want to just meet him and talk to him and have have food with him and just learn from him and stuff like that. Um, firing squad, yeah, appreciate it, yeah, Mike. Firing squad, yeah, thank you. But I can yeah. think of it for nothing. Like I knew, it, I see it in my head, but I can think of it for nothing. Appreciate it, bro. So, and so he went through a lot of stuff. He immigrated to this country, and and he just he died much younger than he should. He died like really young and. Um, and I don't know, man, I just, I just, I just want to meet him and talk to him because I just feel like there's, I just, I just never met him. And he was a great man. Um, besides him, <sighs> dead or alive. You know, I think also Mark Cuban, man, I'd like to have, I like to have lunch with Mark Cuban just cause I feel like that dude is, uh, is an extremely intelligent businessman. The guy is is, is literally self-made. You know, a lot of people like people come from money and stuff like that. This guy did not, man. Like I, I know a lot about his history and stuff and how he came up in in the 
with a software business, and then he ended up being, I think, the youngest NBA uh, owner of, a, of an NBA team. Shark Tank, like all this stuff, and the guy, the guy's like a, the guy's a genius. So I think I would, I would enjoy having lunch with him too, just to learn about stuff like that with him. Gotcha. And then somebody like completely different, man. Um, Robin Williams, man. Okay. I, 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 I love to have lunch with Robin Williams because he's to me since I was a child. Like that guy, even as a even as a grown man, like he was still nobody makes me laugh like him, you know. Like it's him <laughs> and Jim Carrey are like two of my favorite comedians, but Robin Williams, man, there's just something special about him, man, you know. And and I would have loved to just I don't know, man. I just want to just just you know just sit there and uh I just want to sit there and just and just and just and just listen to him, man, and just have him do voices and talk about like all these <laughs> movies and. I just think that it'll be just a good time, man, because I like making people laugh, but there's just something about people that can make me laugh. Not everybody can make me laugh. Like, that's why I like Chris, like Chris Ian's podcast a lot, because he makes me laugh, man. And that's a lot of people, like, you know, don't make me <laughs> laugh that much. And Robin Williams is like, like, the, like, like, you know, like, 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 just like, 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 like the, like the man. So, and, you know, and then just, it's just one of those things that without him, my childhood would not have been. As, as full of laughter even even as a grown man it wouldn't have been as good as without him like he's made my and then tons of people i'm sure he's made their life even even better too so yeah those three people gotcha all right so what's one question you wish i would have asked you and how would you have answered it <sighs> i guess if i could live anywhere around the world isn't that one of your questions too that you asked? Yeah, that's me? one of them. Yeah. That's, okay. Are you gonna yeah. ask me that I one? It, I mixed it up sometimes, but you can you can answer okay. that. One. Yeah. Uh, I I love to live in the Netherlands. Okay. That to me is like, amazing. I've been to Europe three times, and people criticize me because my cousin, my cousin's a big traveler. He speaks French and he's trilingual, and he's like, man, go to a different nice. place, man. He's like, every time you go to Europe, you go to the Netherlands. I'm like, because I love it. Like to me, that's like. That's like there's no perfect place to live, but that place to me has like, you know, that's where Amsterdam is too. Like I've been to Anne Frank, I've done the tour of Anne Frank's house. I've been like everywhere in that in, in that place, and you can go from like, like a really cool, really fast-paced city life, to then across the street is just like acres of just like cattle and goats and cheese. And I love, I'm a big cheese lover, so okay. I went to like. Oh man, and it just I went to like a cheese tour where I'd probably try like 30 different types of cheese that day. And it's just like and, and a lot and a lot, yeah, like Will says, and and uh they have some of the you know, some of the best ball python breeders also live in the Netherlands too. I think like RS is it RS? No, it's uh, yeah. Is it RES or something like that? Yeah, the guy that came yeah. out the Moray and all that. Yeah, the stranger guy, he's out there. Um uh Joris Vanderhilst is out there too. That guy's been killing it, you know, for a while too. And it's just like to me that 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 place. I almost I went because I when I had my jewelry store, I got a divorce, and then I ended up. Uh, the only reason I didn't move out there was because I got a, you know, she really screwed me over in that divorce, and it ended up leaving me with nothing, man. Like I, you know, she was pretty cynical, and she ended up keeping like Damn. the jewelry and the cash and the store, and I ended up having to settle in mediation to be able to get my dad some money back that she had took taken from us. Damn. So, but my plans were as soon as we got a divorce was like. 
I'm moving straight to the Netherlands. I, I had already gotten like like an interview. I almost got a job with this company that does nice. like online bookings and stuff for like traveling. I forget what they're called now, but they're probably I don't even think they're there around anymore. It was popular back then before all these other companies started coming out. And I was gonna move there. I was gonna move to Amsterdam. And uh, I used to talk a lot back in the day. So I was gonna I was gonna move to Am and I was like, this is gonna be my my dream life. I was like, I was gonna move to Amsterdam. Uh, and back then I only had like three snakes. I was like, just started with, with the ball python. I, only had like, and I was like, well, I'll just start my collection over there. I'll, yeah. move to, I'll move to the Netherlands and just start my life over there. But that ended up not being able to work out. So I stayed here. Then I have my son and I definitely can't go anywhere now. So, gotcha. but yeah, like that, like that would be definitely a hundred percent like where I would, where I would go if, if I could leave somewhere and live, you know, uh, Netherlands for sure. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up, bro. Yeah. Well, bro, what, about, what about you, man? Where would I live? Yeah. Oh man, you put me on the spot because uh sorry, how you feel now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like to be honest, so I've never been out of the country, so I can't really say that I would go live somewhere overseas because I don't know what it's like. I've never been out of the country, um, unfortunately. But um based on places that I have been before, I would probably say somewhere in Texas. Um, every time I go to Texas, I have a great time. I, I love the energy in Texas. It's like big Texas vibes. Like folks from Texas feel like they're in their own country. So I would say Texas. Like, Nobody talks bad about Texas, man. Everybody loves Texas. I've never been to Texas. I actually haven't been to like almost any states in the U.S. But I keep hearing that everybody loves Texas, man. Like I've never heard anything bad about Texas before. Yeah, I've never not had a good time in Texas, bro. No matter what city I went to. Whether it's Dallas, whether it's Houston, whether it's Austin, I just have a good time. San Antonio, man. We'll, we'll have to go to the next. Uh, what, what what is the next uh, NARBC that's out there? The Arlington. So they got an Arlington. I think it's in February, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I definitely want to make it out there. All right, man. I'll, I'll probably be down to do that. I'll probably you know probably yeah. ride out there and, and check it out. Yeah, I definitely it. want to make it to that one for sure. For sure. That'd be fun. all right, bro. Well. It's 10. I know we got to let our dogs out, too, and get ready for tomorrow. So I'm going to let you get out of here and enjoy the rest of your night. I really appreciate you coming on the show. This has been great, man. I always enjoy these shows, and I really enjoy like learning more about people. It was great meeting you in Daytona. And yeah, bro. Checking out your whole display. Like I learned a lot, so I was making mental notes and just things I want to do um, in the future and whatnot. So, yeah, definitely had a good time kicking it tonight. Learned a lot. Definitely looking forward. Uh, forward to going back in here, pulling out some nice quotes and stuff to share around on social media. But is there anything you want to say uh, before we get out tonight? Well, man, I, I appreciate you having me on, bro. It was it was a pleasure, man. Like, like, yeah, man, it was a pleasure meeting you at Daytona, too, and I hope we could get together soon. I, I need to make a trip up to Gainesville, man. I go visit. Oh, I yeah. want yeah. to see Bridget's collection. I'll go check you out. So I'm going to make we a definitely got a link up, bro. Definitely got a link, bro. You know the vibes. Definitely. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we'll go out there. We'll have, we'll have a good time out there in Gainesville, and um, and yeah, bro. Whatever you, if you ever down here down south, I'm in LaBelle. So if you ever down here, bro, for whatever reason, hit me up, man, and 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 I'll show you a good time down here too, man. We'll do something fun. Definitely, and I'm gonna be in touch about BPCon too. But yeah, we, we gotta plan that out too, and I'll, I'll I'll shoot you some links and stuff, and show you some stuff that I've learned. And you know, like I I I love passing knowledge to other people. If I can help anybody, like learn something or or make a dollar or just, you know, just, just level up a little bit. Like I love it. I love people that can help me level up too, man. So I, I appreciate you bringing me on here, man. And, and listening to all my rants and shit. So, so it was great having you on, bro. I really enjoyed it. 
Thank you, man. Definitely appreciate for everybody it. that came on the chat too, man, and everybody that checked that, that checked us out, man. You know, I appreciate it, man. This is a great community, bro. And I think that, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Like I, I love this community. That's one of the that's one of my most favorite things about like this whole thing is this community. Like it's so many people that I've been talking to online. I got a chance to meet a lot of folks in person, and then some folks I just been talking to online, and you just feel like you've known them forever, right? So the community is like one of the one of the best things about about this whole hobby, about this whole industry. I heard it wasn't always like this, but I'm glad when I came in, it was like this. So yeah, it, it, it used to be it used to be cutthroat, bro. I used to hear from people, it used to be cutthroat, like really bad, man, for sure. Definitely to everybody still in the chat. Um, appreciate y'all coming out. Uh, appreciate the replay game. Y'all make sure y'all go give Alan a follow. Um, the link to his social media is in the description of this video. So make sure you go check that out. Um, definitely hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, uh, hit that notification bell. Um, really looking forward to seeing y'all again. Um, thank y'all for coming out. Be blessed. Peace. Peace out, everybody. Peace. Can't find the outro. Here we go.